I'll tell you what, man, it does not get any better than this Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Sirius XM, the Dan Patrick Channel. I know him. The godfather of sports radio. These guys are the greatest tag teams, British Bulldogs. What do you think, Chaz? I think that's a really, really data reference. That's what that is. Don't be a knucklehead, all right? If you're going to do that, talk about Miss Robin, call her Miss Elizabeth, and you're George Animal Steel. Hey, Tony. This is the Tony Bruno Show. This is serious. And now here's Tony Bruno. All right, everybody, sit back, relax. Make sure your tables are in the upright and locked position. Make sure your seats are in upright position as well. We are clear for takeoff. And the, we start off today's broadcast festivities from the South Philadelphia Wine Cellar with this question, Harry Mays. Can you live without sports till 2022? Huh? As we are approaching the middle of April 2020. All right. Well, well let, me qual- let me qualify that question. Will I be able to play golf? You'll probably be able to play golf, yes. Okay. But as far as organized sports, team sports, we now have reached the point in the discussions by all these so-called, and I use air quotes, experts yeah. out there, including Peter King mm-hmm. and all of the other people who now suddenly... The doom and gloomers. The doom and yeah. gloomers who can write columns and suggest that because they're hearing what one or two other doctors say, or not even doctors, people are saying, you know, we really can't go back to work until there's a vaccine. Right, right. First it was like, let's wait till the coronavirus stuff. We had, we, what do we call, flattened the curve. Right, which right. has happened now. Exactly. Even it's in New, New York. York. And so it became, let's wait till we flatten the curve. And now it's, oh, no, but even if we flatten the curve, we can't have people going to sporting events until there's a vaccine. Well, and oh, by the way... The vaccine isn't coming for 18 months or longer. Yeah, I don't know about going to sporting events, at, like sitting in the stands, but you know, can't we fi- figure out a way, the, the people that are much smarter than us that run these leagues, Tony, working with the scientists and the quote-unquote experts, uh-huh. figure out a way to get some of these sports coming back eventually before 2022? I mean, can't we get an NBA playoffs in some uh, secure location by the fall? Can't we get hockey to come back in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan for the playoffs? The answer is no. No? To every one of those things that you said. Just say no to sports, Harry. And thank God we have come to save the world. A world without sports and a world without love, as the great uh, Chad. What was the, who were the two guys that sang this? Something and Chad and Jeremy. Remember that song? No. A world without love. Part of the British explosion back in the day. Robert. Chad and Jeremy. Chad what, and Jeremy. They in a group. They were in a group. No, they, they were two. They were Chad two British. Jeremy, no, there were it? two guys like Chad and Jeremy. Oh yeah. They were two British dudes. Oh. Back in the. What was the song that you were looking it for? It was called "A World Without Love." You know this song. I know the song because I, I know and the I believe hook. it was Chad and Jeremy who sang it. Please lock me away. Oh, that's it. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, I know the, the song. Here inside. Peter and Gordon? No, Peter, Peter and Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Chad and Jeremy. No, but there was. But there it was, was Peter a, and Gordon, there, and then there was Chad and Jeremy. There was a Chad was and Jeremy. Duet, there were all these two British dudes. Yeah. Like, this was Chad, This was uh, Peter, Peter and Gordon. Right. Well, this is the folk era, Tony. Yeah, but yeah. this is the British explosion era, too. Right. This is all mid-60s. Yeah. Guys, had, I had bad haircuts like that, too, back in the 60s. Harry. Did you have a Nehru jacket? I've had the whole bit. The you belt did? bottoms, the yeah. big buckles. 
the the uh, play the plaid shirt that's come and gone three different times since then. That looks like Austin Powers. Yes, dude. he does. <laughs> I mean, He's like a combination of Austin Powers and He's a ginger uh, Austin Powers. And is what's what his he name? Is. And, uh, the, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, right, right, right. But Ed Sheeran has a few more pounds on him. Now, what did Chad and Jeremy do now? See, because I'm usually good at these duets from the '60s right. and '70s. There was Chad and Jeremy, Chad and, Jeremy. and then there was Peter and Gordon. Oh, there was even Peter, Gordon, and Chad and Jeremy. I'm telling well, you, these are all the Peter, same Paul guys. Well, and Mary, too. Well, yeah, but that was, that, was, that was back in the marijuana. That's when everybody was a hippie. Yeah. This was more like folk, Chad and soft Jeremy folk rock. did Summer Song, Yesterday's Gone, Willow, Weep For Me. Oh, yeah, wow. they, were, they were wimpy, too. Man. Distant these Shores. These wimpy two-men British dudes singing those songs back in the 60s, Harry. Wow! Back when we had sports. teenage failure. Did they do "Ferry Across the Mersey? No, that was uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was a big hit. That was what's it? The Peter and the uh... that, was that was Jerry and the pacemakers. Jerry and yes, the pacemakers. Yes. That's right. <sighs> That's back when getting a pacemaker was really dangerous. Oh, right. Unlike yeah. modern day pacemakers. Yeah, I've which... taken it to modern science now, man. <laughs> it's Harry and the pacemaker. <laughs> You're you're right on par there. Exactly. Oh. This is. I'm a walking medical. This is wonder. your. This is Chad and Jeremy. Yeah. Ferry across the Mersey. This is a no, great this is song. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Yeah, this Remember is a this? great song. God, I love this stuff. This is good. Let's bring this back, Tom. It is. I have the same clothes. I've saved them over the years. You're gonna fit into them again, hopefully. So ferry across the Mersey, Harry. And of course, that's the uh, Mersey side, which is where Liverpool is, you know, that side of England. That is great British Isle knowledge. And it's not Mersey, no, it's, but no, Mersey. It's Mersey. Yeah. That's a river. Yeah. For those of you scoring at home, and if you are, congratulations. It's a Tuesday afternoon here. Yeah. And we welcome you. You got the Mersey side derby in uh, Premier League soccer between Liverpool, FC, and Everton. That's great knowledge. Okay. That is great, great football. See how we get knowledge. it back to sports? Yes, but we, we won't do. be having any Premier League sports until 2023. You're right. There's Premier League darts that still happens overseas, though. I think they're oh, still yeah? doing those things. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, we got a lot of stuff today. So, obviously, the big concern is now we were supposed to wait till the curve and then some places, because remember, every state's not the same. Even right. though there's 50 great states. Every state is different. Some states have no coronavirus cases. Or hardly any. Or yeah. hardly right. any. And so we were all thinking, okay, wait a minute. So maybe we're going to see something. The NBA, maybe something in July. But the big story today, Harry, the NBA now is in serious trouble because the Chinese Basketball Association Mm. was hoping to open up tomorrow, April 15th. Remember, this is where this virus started. Right. And supposedly everything calmed down over there. People are back. The wet markets are open where they're buying the live bats. Oh, that's good. That's all open again. That's good. So everybody's thinking, okay, well, if China starts playing basketball right away, which means now, April 15th, tomorrow, then the NBA is probably going to follow suit soon and play playoff games somewhere in a neutral site, well, as now, we've been talking about. Was the Chinese Basketball Association going to play their games in empty arenas? I don't know that. All okay. I know is that they've said now they will postpone basketball in China until July. Okay. And so since the NBA is pretty much... China's bitch. <laughs> They're going to do whatever China does. I mean, you think LeBron's going to play before they play back in China again? Well, he, gets all, he gets all the shoes made over there. No, I know, but I mean, it, it, maybe that happens. See, LeBron's got a lot to lose here. He could have been in the MVP this season, and he could have a team that could win another championship this year. 
the next year, some of those teammates that he has, which are older guys, might not be able to come. Exactly. That could be a totally different Are we scene. having a pity party for no, LeBron? Is he SPN now? Are no. we having a pity party for LeBron? <laughs> no. I'm just thinking that LeBron <laughs> may want this season to be concluded. Of course he does. And playoffs be played because he's not getting any younger. It'd be another year, basically, that didn't even count. Uh, you know, against Father Time. So I think, you know, maybe they just move everything back. They play the playoffs in August and September, and then they start. They delay the start of the regular season. Until Christmas Day. Until Christmas Yeah, we've talked about that before. That seems more logical. But I could right, see that happen. But right now, depending on who you listen to, and we're all waiting for the same thing. We're all sitting at home. We're all waiting for the good news. We're all waiting for stores to open and restaurants to open. I'm not suggesting, and I'm not here to say, you know what, we should open everything now. No. I don't know that, and I don't think so either. But I'm not going to the other extreme because a couple of slapdick uh, science, uh, doctors tell us now, oh, we, we got to wait. Peter King says we have to wait until 2022. What the hell is he going to do <laughs> right, he's between be retired. now and 2022 with no NFL to cover? Exactly. What the hell's Peter King? And listen, I love Peter King. But now all of a sudden he's the authority and Sports Illustrated writers are the ones telling us when we should have sports again and we need a vaccine. How many people don't even get the flu shot every year? I've never gotten one. I never have either because yeah. I don't want to get sick. People yeah. get sick when they get the flu shot. We have to wait for there's a vaccine for this coronavirus before anybody will go out again? But That's I insane. It is insane. And I tell you, you know, I, I read uh, some stuff on Sports Illustrated today, an article that basically said the same exactly. thing that you're talking about. And I was thoroughly depressed after I am, and we're not here to be depressed. We're here to listen to bad 60s songs from <laughs> groups like Jerry and the Pacemakers, Chad and Jeremy, and Peter and Gordon. We're not here to get depressed. By the way, Tim Brando is going to join us this hour, uh, next hour. Next hour, My yeah. Boy, speaking of a man who has his finger on the pulse of college athletics, because right. that's another big debate, whether or not there'll be college football. Schools now, you, you know, because normally the, the college football players, they go and start practicing before the students go back. Well, if the students aren't right. going to go back, then why would they allow the college football players to go back on campus and start getting ready for their football games in late August, early September? Well, yeah, they shut down all the spring programs exactly. at the schools, and now you talk about you know coming back in August to start for the fall. Uh, you know, who knows if that's going to happen, if it happens on time. But I saw today, and I'm sure you saw this too, this is the first of its kind, and I think it's coming. Non-revenue sports at colleges being shut down yep. prematurely because of the coronavirus. The University of Cincinnati the soccer dropped their team? men's soccer team out of here. here. Kick them the hell out yes. of there. And I'll tell you, I mean, you know, keep in mind, Cincinnati, I think their Bearcats would have been in the NCAA basketball tournament. So oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, to make no, some money program. there. But I'm just saying, like, no NCAA tournament for these schools to make money on and maybe a delay in the football season, that could – spell the doom for some of these non-revenue sports Absolutely at least temporarily right. because you I, know as you know they're not going to come back though like after they're they've been shut down and they don't have students that are enrolled who's how are they going to start back up again i think you can always start something yeah back you can up, always you start it, it up time, hey you know what mick jagger said it many many years ago yeah why don't you start me up right and that's what they'll have to do in sports as well <laughs> now so the 18 months thing is really bugging me and we'll talk about it today on the show Steve Zabin was supposed to be joining us, and now all of a sudden we have a scheduling conflict. Yes. Now, I hate to do it to Zabe. I know. He's a friend of the show, and we love the guy dearly. But we got to give him the first one of these of the day, Harry. Do it. I'm so excited. It's not me. They apparently moved his showtime when he's on in Washington. 
from four to seven to three to six now. So they he's just found out same, all of a sudden. I, yeah, because I booked this last week. So I don't when know. When did if, he find out that it was his schedule was changed? I have to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> anyway, Zay will join us on another day. Amy Trask is going to join us later on today. You know who's going to join us to talk some football is John McMullen, mm-hmm. our NFL and Eagles insider. We'll talk football with him. And then later on in the show, Harry, you and I will make a phone call to upstate Pennsylvania and try to get some free beer <laughs> from a 93-year-old woman. She's ready to go. She could host a party right yes, now. Yes, she can. Absolutely. As long as social distancing rules are in place. And let me tell you, I talked to her a little bit on the phone to mm-hmm. book her. She is a hoot. Yeah. 93 years young. She's Italian. She's a, my mom's she's 95. Awesome. She's Italian. They could hang out. I know. Well, not, not anymore. Not right now. Well, as long as they're uh, 10 feet apart. Exactly. <laughs> Wearing masks. I can't even see my mom right now. Wouldn't your mom drink a Coors Light? I know. She's more of a... She's not she's a beer. She's a wine. She's yeah. a wine, wine drinker. Ch- I don't know a 93-year-old Italian woman who drinks beer. <laughs> they usually drink wine. You know, usually the Chianti. You put the big jug on the oh, table, the cheap right? stuff. You don't have to have expensive <laughs> stuff. You bring out the big gallo. Oh, gallo. You know, like the 55-gallon drum right. and you put it on the table. <laughs> they, they stomp the grapes in the garage Zach. the year before. Six-month aged. We got a lot of football to talk about. We've got uh, a lot of people taking pay cuts, except on this show. We couldn't take a bigger pay cut. We would basically be paying to be on this show if we took a, bigger, if we took a pay cut. Everybody's taking pay cuts. We'll have a Florida update. And I know, Harry, you'll enjoy this. Bruce Springsteen is coming into your living room tomorrow. No. Yes. we got to get our boy John Clark involved here to find out what the set list is going to be. <laughs> we'll talk about that still. And we'll take your calls later on this hour, too. Don't forget, write the number down, 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. That's the number to call. We're just getting started on a Tuesday. Not Taco Tuesday anymore. It's whatever you want to call it Tuesday. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Miss Robin, the whole gang here on Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and on twitch.tv slash Tony Bruno Show. Okay, yeah. No, I can, um, well, we have Michael Bradley. Right. And we have Jason Stark. What time Stark? Uh, 5.20. So if we, we can do John yeah. Clark at 4.20. Okay. By the way, he, he now writes for Sports Illustrated. Who, John McMullen? Yeah. I did not know that. When did that start? Who? <laughs> Sweet. He's a good writer. Somebody commented on Twitter that I'm wearing a ratty sweatshirt. I love this sweatshirt. Ratty? What is that? Well, it's all torn. It's torn on the top. That's your uh, bohemian uh, pothead Dutch deal, Amsterdam deal. It has nothing to do with with pothead. It has to do with the red light district. There's no potheads in Amsterdam? Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with this one. (laughs) This one's about the red light district. Well, both the same thing. Which nobody knows. You can't have like one it, without the unless, other. Category. Unless you speak Dutch, you would never know. See, doesn't this look like a university sweatshirt? Until you look a little bit closer and you see see the, the beer mugs. It should, you're right, it should probably be marijuana leaves there. But That's then, not a real university, though, is it? No, 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 because it doesn't, it says Amsterdam, you, 
But then underneath it, it says Rod Lichtpartei, which means red light party. Oh. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a red light party, baby. Partei. Oops, we have phones ringing already. Lee in Seattle is saying that the 93-year-old Coors grandma was on NBC Nightly News on April, th so yesterday. Yeah, no, she's... Yeah, no, she's, she's uh, blowing you know, up. I've got to give somebody credit for that. I mean, you know, the thing about it, by the way, the thing about it is that Robin is the one who found her. It, so we didn't, you know, nobody gave us... And Robin did all this legwork last night. And she got her home phone number... Right? Yep. Robin did it herself, investigative journalist. Well, this was my deduction, is that anybody over the age of, like, 75 probably still has a landline and yes. is still available through the white I think page. she still has a party line in her house, like back in the day. She shares her phone with the next-door neighbor. <laughs> and, S. Falcon, you are correct. I do, my fireplace is not on because it's already freaking hot down here normally now with all these bodies. We're like a little uh, hothouse. That's why we need one of those fans that I put on our Amazon wish list. That if anybody would like to cool us off. And I also changed the, uh, the glass. See, now it is a wine glass to reflect the wine cellar. Oh, so when you give us bits. In the tip jar. In the tip jar. Um, those will there. And then also when you give us bits, there's the new Tony Bruno making it rain. Uh, oh, yeah. The little, uh, the little video. Yes. The gif. And then when, um, I think it's when you subscribe, it's Tony and Harry as the Fonz and Little Fonz. We're Little Fonz? I did not make them. It was actually, I want to thank, let me give a shout out really quick to, um, where is he, where is he, where is he? And I apologize that I can't remember it off the top of my head. Where are you? Joseph. Thank you, Joseph Jen Jenkins. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, uh, yes, it is a... Uh I don't know what to call it. I used to call it Taco Tuesday, but then when I realized LeBron James was trying to trademark it and did those cute videos with his family at home, yeah, that was all to try to make money off of Taco Tuesday. How much is enough money, LeBron? Seriously. Trademarking Taco Tuesday? Well, I mean, I, I just don't understand like, what, what, what was the end game there. The end game was to make more money so that he Taco would Bell buy it from him? I don't know. You know, when you've got a billion dollars, do you need any more money? Because, I mean, Tom Brady does this, uh, you know, he tried to do yeah. too. For well, the whole time, terrific thing. He finally dropped that. That right. wasn't his idea. That was a big controversy because Tom Seaver was Tom. Tom, terrific. that's the real Tom. Terrific. Exactly. So yeah. he backed off on right. his people. I don't think Tom Brady sits around at home and says, "You know, Tom, terrific. That sounds like a good idea." Let I think he still owns there. the trademark for it. He just didn't profit from. It. He just didn't put anything out with it. Exactly. Yeah. And then of course the Tampa Bay and. I think Tampa Dan Patrick Brady. scooped him on you that know, one. I, I wonder. So. If they, I wonder if Dan had to buy out Tom Brady. With the Tom Tampa Bay, because I think, Tom Brady wanted to right. trademark yeah. Tampa Bay. I think he's just waiting to get sued. Who Dan is? Yeah. Dan. If they know. sell T-shirts, yeah. 
that's well, the Well, they're world. selling it. They're selling the Tampa Bay on his website, on right. the Dan Patrick website. So, I realize so, one thing. If you're on radio or TV right now, if you don't sell T-shirts, you're, you're really much, not in radio. Loser. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is all about. <laughs> I mean, with Barstool Sports makes most of its money selling T-shirts. Is that right? Yeah. Well, a lot of their money. Well, no, yeah, well, now um, that they're owned by Speaking Penn of Gambling. which, we are going to have all that. Do we have John it's on the line? Oh, then why didn't you tell me he was there? He just did. John McMullen, ladies and gentlemen, he's not sitting at home today wondering whether there will be sports and no football or anything to write about until 2022, or maybe he is. The great John McMullen writing at Sports Illustrated. Did you write that column about we're not going to have sports till 2022, so you better not dare go out anymore, John? No, come on. You know how I feel about that nonsense. I, I said that yet last week on the show. I'm very upset at the leaders in this country uh, going doom and gloom. There's no other way to explain it. Not everybody, but there's a large majority uh, that are steering people who are obviously having some issues. I, I mean, not only from an economy standpoint, but also just from being stuck at home and mental health and just all that natural stuff. I, I don't understand why you have to preach this doom and gloom. And you know it's not going to come down to that. I, I mean, there's a story in the Daily uh, Mail today about the Premier League over in England. They told their players to, to get ready to ramp up in late May. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about the NFL in the past. They're projecting the season to start on time. I don't know if it's going to. They've officially announced the virtual all-season uh, so we're not going to have any on-field work uh, throughout the spring, no question about that. But there's going to be sports before 2022. I'm, I'm being optimistic, and I'm usually pessimistic. 20, be wait a minute, but 2022, John, that means no sports this year and no sports all of next year. We're talking 18, we're talking 20. Is there any way these sports leagues or what would happen? Again, sports isn't the only thing that matters in this country I get a lot of people texting me and tweeting me at Tony Bruno show saying I could survive without sports as long as we can go to the movies, go out to dinner, and you know, go out and do things with our families. And these well, are well, sports fans saying think that they're going to be able to go out to dinner if they're going to shut you down. If they're going to shut down sporting events, and, and by the way, one of the weirdest things is, and not again, I hate to to generalize, but you have. It's certainly a group of sports writers almost rooting for sports to shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't understand these I don't yeah, either. I know. That's what, what, I, that's what we're talking listen, about. And I love Peter King, but he's one of these guys. Oh, no. If the list is a vaccine, what the hell is Peter King going to do for two years with no sports? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What I is Sports Illustrated going to do with their Sports Illustrated covers for two years with no it's sports? It's the weirdest thing. What are they oh, going to do about the swimsuit <laughs> edition and the <laughs> yeah, body Peter. issue? Peter's not with Sports Illustrated anymore. I know, so We can't I know. take credit for no, that. No, I know that. Nope. I, look, I, I mean, I, I have no problem. He's a very liberal guy. God bless you. I mean, if that's the way you feel and you think the whole world's got to shut down, I, I'm not going to try to change your mind. I'm not, no, me neither. I'm not, I'm not ripping the guy. I'm just saying that's, I'm, surprising that, I'm surprised that a guy who obviously is as well-known as he is, and he can have his opinion. That's, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that's, I don't want him on because he doesn't have the same opinion as me. Well, I, I, I want, think he's uh, listening I to want, these doom and gloomers, John. Yeah, I, I once got into it a little bit with Peter on 
I think he was the first guy to stop using the term Redskins mm-hmm. uh, when people went down that route. I think in, you're right. And the Washington Redskins. And I said to Peter, I go, look, I, I don't have a problem if you're in an editorial situation uh, and you're an opinion-based guy putting in your column. You don't want to use that term. I don't have a problem with it. If you're telling reporters not to use the word Redskins, you're dead wrong. I'm not going to pretend the name doesn't exist. That's not my job. The name of the franchise is the Washington Redskins. I'm not, it's not, I don't understand these people that go beyond their purview. It's, if you're a reporter, that's the name of the organization, use the name. If it changes, don't use the name. It's pretty simple. I was reading an article today from SI, though. It was a Stephanie Epstein, I believe, yes, is the correct. name of the, the writer. And I read the entire thing, and it was basically 18 months until we're going to see sports. Don't get your hopes up. All this, these ideas are nice ideas, but there's no way it's going to work. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't see that happening. You, you've seen what Florida has done, interestingly, with professional wrestling. Uh, you've, you've already heard about Major League Baseball thinking about starting up in Florida and Arizona. Um, you've heard about the NBA uh, trying to get the playoffs in. Um, these are businesses. Uh, businesses have to, at some point, partake in business to survive. If people don't understand that, I don't know what to tell them. But if the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball don't play for 18 months, look, as financially well-heeled as they are, uh, they're not going to be if they come back in 18 months. They're not going to be in the same position, I can tell you that. Because Fox and ABC and ESPN, they're not going to pay uh, billions of dollars for a product that doesn't exist. No, you're right. John McMullen joining us. The other thing that's happening, even at ESPN, you know, they've asked a lot of their top earners, the people who make the big money there, to take a 15% pay cut for the next three months. That seems to be what's going on a lot in the media business, especially mm-hmm. take a pay cut for the next three months. It's this way we don't have to furlough people because we have a lot of shows that we're not doing anymore. We're running, you know, eSports, and we're running uh, reruns, and we're running classic sports stuff. And so even big companies like Disney, multi-billion-dollar corporations, are asking people who make a lot of money who aren't working right now to take a pay cut so that you can help prevent firing other people or furloughing people for the next three months. And a lot of companies are still doing it, even when they tell you not to do it. They're still out there getting rid of people every single day, John. Yeah, and, and that's the unfortunate part when the cure is, is, is worse. Uh, and, you know, I, I often talk about micro versus macro. And, and, and from a micro standpoint, look, if you know anyone that's sick, that's horrible. If you know anyone, God forbid, that passed away, it's understanding the emotion of it. No question how terrible it is. But from a macro standpoint, can anybody build a model for an economy crashing 40%, which is basically three times the Great Depression, how that's going to affect people. Mm-hmm. Can anybody build that model? 
Because I'd like to see that model. Well, I tell you whose economy didn't crash is Christian McCaffrey, who just got a four-year, $64 million extension, John. And my question to you is, is it, that's a lot of money for a running back, and I know he's sort of a different type of back, but which running back is now next in line, in your view, to get a nice raise? Uh, I think Dalvin Cook in Minnesota is going to be in that conversation because they've kind of built that offense on, on him, and he's like uh, Christian McCaffrey. I, I think you have to be – he's a dual threat. He can do it both running and receiving. I think you have to be more of a modern running back. I talked about this with the Eagles. Everybody talks about Philadelphia where we're based, and the Eagles don't value the running back position. And you, everybody has these themes, and I always say – well, they value it for the right person. And 2017 is the perfect example of this because Christian McCaffrey went, I think, eighth or ninth overall to Carolina. Yep, eighth. The mm-hmm. Eagles were going to take him at 14. They've admitted that to us. They were going to take him if he fell to that spot. So they kind of recognize what type of special player is. He is the modern running back in football. That's how you have to be, uh, as I mentioned, that dual threat. So even though the position as a whole is devalued, that's fair to say, when you have a special player, those guys kind of transcend that stuff. Linebackers the same way. Most linebackers are devalued. But if you got the really, really good ones, like Luke Keekley was before he retired, he wasn't devalued. But you know, here's what the interesting thing about this the Christian McCaffrey. Everybody's talking about how big it is. Four years, $64 million, but about half of that's guaranteed. Right, and by yeah, the way, I mean, and by the way, he averages a hundred catches a year. Zeke in Dallas got fifty million dollars guaranteed, and he's primarily and he's great. They're both great running backs, but who has more value? Who got a better? I think Christian McCaffrey should have gotten more, not more than yeah, Zeke, but more guaranteed it. money. Is my point? I think I think I, I think Matt Rule got himself a deal, even though he's not signing the contracts. You got Christian McCaffrey a hundred catches a guy that is the face of the franchise down there in Carolina, and he gets less than half the money? He gets less money than Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, guaranteed up front? Well, and that's how the NFL works. Nobody pays attention, yet you're right to pay attention, Tony, to that guaranteed money, because that's all that matters. But you have agents pushing these bigger numbers. In essence, the smart GMs in this league can basically get out of just about any contract after two years. So everything is basically a two-year contract. Occasionally, you look at Kirk Cousins uh, when he signed in Minnesota, got three years fully guaranteed. Byron Jones this year, uh, you probably can't get out of that contract till the third year. But everybody's smart enough to, to, to uh, set these things up to where they have an escape clause if things go wrong. The only concern with Christian McCaffrey is you just mentioned he touches the football so much, mm-hmm. both both running and receiving, and he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not like Ezekiel Elliott, so he's not, in theory, he's not built to handle that pounding, and that's the only concern. But you try you try to ride the wave as long as these guys are productive. I mean, just go to them. That's kind of what the running back position has become. 
Were you aware, John, that we uh, we owe Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs a thank you? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Because so, they, them winning the Super Bowl perhaps saved lives because you would you, you did not have a parade in San Francisco area, which had a lot of coronavirus early yeah. on. Yes. So the spread. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, by the way, Harry, that was a good Jack Nicholson. I, yeah. I almost heard Jack Nicholson. Probably <laughs> saved lives. What was that beeping My existence, going on there? though grotesque to you, probably saves lives. John, you're getting an EBS signal in your house there. I heard a beep. Are you still there? What well, Abby's gone. Just like that, he disappeared. It just, it just disappeared. dropped. It was like an emergency wow. beep, beep, beep. I heard like four beeps and he was gone. Yeah. Oh, man. Just like that. I don't know what's going on over there. You see the other story, though, Harry. It's another story we're going to get into today. Hello, can you hang up the phone? Hello? <laughs> what the, Harry, I need one of your, what is going what on? What the hell is going on back there? <laughs> But the big story of the day, Harry, in case yeah. you missed it, former President Barack Obama has shockingly endorsed Joe Biden. Damn, I thought he was going to go after J- Bernie. I thought for sure he was going to endorse Bernie well, Sanders. Bernie endorsed Joe Biden as well. In the yeah, last that was, yeah, that's a joke. See, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden's the last guy standing. Well, right. He's the only one left. But wouldn't it have been a surprise, Tony, if he would have uh, endorsed Andrew Cuomo? That would have been even technically available. I know. Well, yesterday, uh, somebody else came out saying that he, he might still possibly run. Yeah, right? that was Mark Cuban. Yeah. That was Mark right, Cuban. Right, right. He's, he's, he's dabbling. He figures if there's no NBA, what the hell else is well, he going to do? He's got enough money, too, yeah, exactly. to at least get involved. You well, know? That's what we need. More millionaires and billionaires to become president. Meanwhile, let's go back to John. John, what happened? Did your phone explode? I guess. I got so excited. I don't know. Drop <laughs> signal. Either you guys are... Uh, I don't know. It's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo being a hero and saving us all. Yes, he did. Playing so poorly down the stretch of that game. <laughs> Who knew? Wait a minute. Was it Kyle was... Shanahan or Jimmy Garoppolo, the real well, hero? Well, Kyle. I, I mean, if you think about it, if you go all the way back to the Atlanta implosion of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where Kyle Shanahan was a big part of as the offensive coordinator, maybe he was just practicing to be a hero, to save us all from uh, the coronavirus. But, yeah, I mean – that's where we are in, in this world. You're, you're twisting yourself and saying, look, uh, obviously uh, San Francisco, California is supposedly one of the hot spots, the, the Midwest, but you don't care about people in Kansas City? I mean, in theory you should. Uh, Wyoming seems to be the only state. I think we need to move to my Wyoming. What, there's no cases? There's like zero deaths. There are cases, but oh. there have been zero deaths in the entire state of Wyoming. Well, I drove for a couple of hours in the state of Wyoming without seeing a human. Well, that's probably why. <laughs> was just, yeah, there's nobody all there. I saw were jackrabbits. That was it. What about cattle? Cowboy? you got to see horses out no, there. No, I didn't really and, see and, any and of them what either. What's the speed limit out there, Harry? You uh, can it was go as fast as you want. Unlimited, I think, is what they say. I don't even yeah, think the speed limits are posted, right? Yeah, there have to be speed limits on the highways. No, there aren't. No. You just go. You what just is this, go, the Autobahn man. in Wyoming? I didn't know they had built one. There. Montana, too. Yeah, Montana, Montana you can too. just go. Yeah. <laughs> well, Phil, why do you think Phil Jackson's there all the time, man? Brent Musburger. And Brent Musburger. We're living in the wrong place. I we know. We should be in either Montana or Wyoming right now. And you know what they say yeah, in Wyoming, don't you? Suggested here, here in the Delaware Valley. Exactly. And, and we're a hot spot as well. So exactly right. Not nearly as bad as North Jersey, but, yeah, we got to get out to Wyoming. We've got to make that happen. 
Now, I got to ask you another story today. Did you see this? T- this survey says PCMag.com had, did a, ra- a survey on people sticking around with their cable companies as sports continues to move forward in the future. Do you know how many people now that this is the, this is the survey? It says that 10% of people say they would cancel their cable company if there's no major sports in May. We're just a couple of weeks mm. from that. So 10% of people say no sports in May. That's it. I'm not paying for cable this summer. If you get to June 1st, 13% of people said they would cancel their cable because now you're talking about losing baseball and maybe right. the NBA and the hockey playoffs or whatever. But here's the best part. If there is no NFL season, and it looks like there's not going to be a season as we get later into the fall, 33% of the people said they would cancel their cable contracts. I'm, I'm, sur- I'm surprised it's not more than yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That's if you've gone through May, June, July, August, and September, and there's no, there's no football, NFL, college, right. or anything else, why would you still pay for all these cable channels, all these sports channels? Which really, I mean, if you think about it, just cable... Forget about Netflix and Amazon and streaming stuff. Right. That's why you typically you have sports, for your local sports and for sports packages. Exactly. That's why I have Yeah, it. I, I think everybody in the sports world is kind of trying to figure out what's next. Everybody's been talking about over-the-top stuff and, and people cutting the cord and going to streaming options. They've been talking about that for years. And, and, and there's been a little bit of erosion. Uh, but, yeah, if there's no NFL, I think you see a massive swing. I, I know personally throughout this whole thing where we have no sports, I, I barely watch uh, my cable. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always on Netflix, Amazon. I'm always watching some kind of streaming show. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine other people aren't doing the same thing. So it's just another example of what we're talking about from a – uh, economy standpoint, and just how much the NFL means. So everyone laughed at the Florida governor for calling sports essential, and that's fine. But, uh, I mean, you just kind of laid out, Tony, why they are essential. I no. mean, if 33% of the people really did cut the cord, that's massive. No doubt. By the way, I'm getting ripped now from a guy on Twitter who says, Stop talking about the coronavirus. Your ignorance hurts, makes my brain hurt. Wyoming confirms its first coronavirus death. Well, I said there were none, and unfortunately I didn't see the one. Wow, there's one. So this guy comes on. You're making my brain hurt. Oh, my goodness. I didn't check the Wyoming wires today. I didn't check the Cheyenne Cheyenne. Gazette. Uh, My subscription to the Cheyenne News news Courier and Post ran out, and I didn't get that story today. I I don't think the Laramie Times has a website. I, I think Johns Hopkins has that constantly updating website. You have to keep that. You have to keep refreshing it throughout oh, yeah. the show. And this is a you guy gotta, who follows me. This guy follows me and then has the audacity to come at me with uh, making his brain hurt because I didn't realize that one person has died in Wyoming now. <laughs> Number one. Excuse Number one. me. Jeepers. Hey, you've been around long <laughs> enough to know. You're going to get some criticism. I don't mind being criticized, but it wasn't. I suggested that I saw last night, as I keep track of this, that Wyoming was the only state without a death. So that was accurate. It's not like there were 50 deaths and I didn't know about it. As of last night. There were zero corona deaths in Wyoming. As of today, that is no longer true. 
I still would go to Wyoming and take yeah, my chances. Yeah. How about right. that? Wide open spaces, right? Exactly. It's beautiful right. there, Tom. I know it is. It's big sky country, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Where's that Montana? No, that's Montana. Where is Wyoming? Wyoming Cowboys. Logan Top. Wilson in the draft. Let's get it back to the NFL draft. <laughs> yes. Wyoming the, linebacker. The NFL draft it's is going to be a second-round pick. The NFL draft is going to save us, man. I'm telling you. Roger Goodell yeah, doing virtual bro see, hugs. I, I actually am interested to see how they handle the television aspect. They officially announced it. So ESPN and the NFL Network are combining for one broadcast mm-hmm. because the NFL Network studios in Mount Laurel are closed because of Jersey restrictions. In Culver City, they're yep. closed because of California restrictions. Yep. So they have to do it in Bristol for ESPN. <laughs> And they're going to combine. And then ABC is going to have its own broadcast. So they're going to be the differing broadcast. But I'm interested to see how it it comes together and how people... Have you seen people are going to go to Roger Goodell's house to boo him? Is that right? Yes, he's going to be in the basement. Roger Goodell yeah. in his basement. No, I know, but people are actually going to congregate outside his house in Bron- him? Bronxville, New yeah. York, which is a trendy... Well, they should have a live mic out there. They've got to have somebody standing yeah. out there with one of those parabolic dishes on the sidelines that they do at games. They get the live boo. And, and the each. beauty is they're going to assemble to boo Roger Goodell. Yes, they will. They're going to get arrested for not social distancing. Right. Actually, they've recreated the Eagles fans who went to New York to boo the Donovan McNabb pick. They're all going to make the take trip. a bus trip. They're going to take yeah. a bus trip with Angelo Cataldi up there <laughs> to boo Roger Goodell in front of his house in Bronxville, New York, next Thursday night. <laughs> By the way, Amy Trask is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Talk about somebody, John, who's got their finger on the pulse of the draft. And a lot of people have been poo-pooing this. It's going to be a disaster. She feels otherwise, and we'll talk to her coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And Amy's the most polite human being on Twitter. The only polite human being on Twitter. <laughs> Say is, hi, Amy. Absolutely. Hi. I love Amy, and she loves me, so that's all that matters right now, John. That's all that really matters. Always good to talk to you, John. Thanks, John. All right, thanks, John. There he is, the great John McMullen. The Wyoming... Uh, how dare Wyoming have... Not the triple X star Cheyenne Fox. No, I don't oh, even yeah. know if she's from Wyoming, is she? No, I don't Cheyenne. think so. Somehow I don't think so. The Wyoming Laramie Boomerang local newspaper only home delivers via Pony Express right now so that everything's safe if you get that publication delivered to your home or office. We're coming right back with your calls at 215-462-TONY. Let's open up the lines. 215-462-8669. You call, we talk. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Listen to. I agree with the uh, Clarky Bob on Twitch. Just ignore the freaking trolls, Tony. It's not a troll. It's just that, hey. Yeah, it's a troll. No, it's not. Yeah, it's somebody that's trying Some to. Some guy who he knows more than anybody. Yeah, that's a troll. It's not a troll. <laughs> He's a gardener, so, I mean. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I don't mind being corrected. Just correct me and say, oh, by the way, there's been a, a yeah, death si- reported since in Wyoming. You, since you uh, realize. No, Phil Jackson is, is, a, is a Montana guy. Yeah. Yes. I know Flat that. Flathead Lake. Montana. Oh, it's so exactly beautiful. Right. Yeah. Brent Musburger is a Montana mm-hmm. guy. My ex-husband yep. is from Montana, so oh, yeah. I spent much, much time. And then, of course, <laughs> Hannah, the most famous person from well, Montana. Yes. Uh, yeah. Was she from Montana? Lake Louise is so beautiful up there. Lake Louise, I know her. 
Philly Cheese 2020, can we pour some Boone's Farm? Hell no. Do they still sell Boone's Farm? Unfortunately, I think, I think, I think so. I think they do. Ugh. Same with uh, Mogan David 2020 well, and that, Thunderbird. Yeah, stuff, Upper Marion Township has 54 cases, confirmed cases. They had 45 last week. The speaking of That's getting a bad. headache, listen, I, anybody who gets it, I, I, I pray for it and I hope they get through it. A lot of people are, not everybody that gets it dies, which is the most important stat. And so hopefully people, uh, Kanye, is, is Kanye a Montana guy? Really? I did not I know, know he was from there. Did know. you know, I, I watched an I interview. I he's from there. I think he probably has a I watched there. the interview with him uh, and David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Kanye. Let's do that 57-15 mark again. Okay. Kanye is much more intelligent and learned than I ever gave him credit for before watching that. I, I was really impressed with him. Let's go to the phones. Lee Hammer says no. <laughs> the, uh, the Twitch stream is fantastic. Uh, we want to remind people that you can... Buy us a drink by giving us some uh, bits and bits and bits and bits. And Tony will make it rain when you do. And we appreciate it because that is showing your love. Show your love to the Tony Bruno Show. And um, now that Harry's on board, we need lots of drinks. And lots of drinks. Well, lots of bits. Thank you, Dean. not showing up. Oh, where's the alert box? Okay, there it is. See? Made it rain. Yay! Um. Oh, we should have had it just... Why don't you turn that back on regarding ghost leaves? Why? So that people can hear it because it's a fantastic product. Get your blood flowing and your energy going with ghost leaves. Ghostleaves.com. Oh, okay. I put it back to the other way. Let me see. No, it's not up. Why not? Oh, okay. Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Yeah, it's going to be a tough night at the NFL draft for Jets fans and other fans who normally boo the pick, regardless of who it is. Right. Booing right. the commissioner when he announces well, it? Well, no, yeah. everybody boos the commissioner. That's well, a given. It doesn't matter who you are. Oh, you're talking about like the fireman Ed crew yeah, that the, did yeah, when they, they get annoyed always, with They're team. not booing the commissioner. They're booing their team for making the pick because it's not the pick that they wanted. I remember the Kyle Brady draft. Remember? Mm-hmm. You go back, Jets fans and Giants fans and Eagles fans, because it used to be in New York at the theater at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And that was just basically the place was full. Jets fans, Giants fans, and Eagles fans, because it's right there in Midtown Manhattan, right at Penn Station. You right. go there, and boom, the 
The draft was at noon on Saturday. So anyway, let's go to the phone, shall we? Let's go to... Let's go to Dean in Clearwater, where the sad news today in the world of baseball is George Steinbrenner, his older son, passed away last night. He just celebrated his 63rd birthday. Hank Steinbrenner, who lived in Clearwater... Wow, that's young. ...died. Now, his other brother, Hal, he and Hal inherited the team right. when George Steinbrenner died in 2000. And so now, surprisingly, I guess he had... A, they're not claiming this on COVID-19. They're okay. saying he had a... Uh, had an, uh, uh, he was battling an illness. They didn't describe it. But Hank Steinbrenner, dead at the age of 63, down there at his home in Clearwater, Florida. It's Dean, hard to believe George is gone 20 years. I know, it is. It's unbelievable. No, it's 10 years. Oh, 10. ten I years. thought you said 2000. Okay. No, no, 2000. Was it 2000 or 2010? Wasn't it 2010 that George Steinbrenner died? That seems died? more likely. I wrote 2010. Okay. Dean, what's going on down there, man? What's up, brother? I don't think there's any Red Sox fan crying over his death. He's a oh Yankee. My God. Come on, man. What kind of respect <laughs> is that for the dead? What's the matter with oh, you? Oh, come on. You're dead. You're dead. If I drop dead right now, who cares? It's over. Boom. So what? Yeah, it was 2010. It was, so yeah. it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. So listen, Tony, before, before I get into my baseball take, usually I have to educate you on math. Now I have to educate you on science because I was, I was running... I just got done running three miles. I get in my car. It's 3.04. I turn my car on. Boom, Tony Bruno. And I hear you say you don't want to get a flu shot because you're going to get sick with the flu from the flu shot. It's impossibility. You can't get the flu from a flu shot. Yes, you can. Well, yes, you yeah, cannot. Yeah. yeah, but you can still get the flu. It doesn't guarantee no, that you, you don't get the flu. Yes, you No, can. you cannot, Harry. Yeah, you cannot I, get the flu. Yes, the you flu can. Vaccine, the flu vaccine, all right, it, the vaccine itself is... It's non-infectious. It's used a single gene from the flu that has been already killed. So you can't. It's inactive. Wrong. You can't get you can the still flu. Get absolutely the flu. Okay. wrong. Oh, you can you, you can, can have like, a reaction to it. Exactly. So you, you don't can, get the flu. Yeah, right. You can get a headache or a swollen arm, but you don't get the flu from it. Yeah. Do you know what the you flu shot is, Dean? It's basically I'll the strains. It's the strains you, of I'll flu that were around the last couple of years, and so they inject it not knowing what the next flu virus is right. going to be, and so that you're but immune from the previous flus. But it doesn't guarantee you to be immune virus. from the other ones. It's an inactive virus they shoot with you. It's killed. It's a killed virus. You can't yeah, get I, You Google don't get it, it from Google the shot. Me. I can't speak to this guy. Dean? I can't. You, don't, let me <laughs> come, don't let me come down there now. Robin, can you Although the flights Google are pretty cheap, and I can jump on a plane and go from a flu shot. Dean, I think, I think you're support. arguing over semantics. semantics here. You can't get the flu from the shot, but you can still get a flu strain that the flu shot does no, not incorporate. Yes, yes, you can. You can get a different oh strain right, because every year it changes. Everybody that I know has had a flu shot gets sick afterwards, feels like they have the flu. I'm not saying they get the flu. I'm just saying I don't, I've never had one, and guess what? I never get sick. Never get Knock sick. Knock wood. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. right. Knock, Knock wood. on wood right, if so you're let's, with let's me. Let's get off this. I just, just, when the show How is dare, Google, how you, dare you? Say, how dare you call the show? You can corrected. rip my math skills every day of the week. Don't you rip my scientific right, hold on, no, look knowledge. At, look in the chat room. Look at the chat. My sources from the Mayo Clinic, the dean is 100% correct. Look right there in the chat room. Oh, yeah. I'm going to the chat room yeah. for my information. All right, the only Dr. Dean I know is Dr. Dean Adele. I used to work All with right, him well, in listen, L.A. Let's get off this subject. Wait, <laughs> wait. I, this is from the uh, health, uh, the, 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 the... The National Institute ma- of Health? Yeah. 
it is still possible to get the flu after having a flu shot, either because you are one of the few people who is not fully protected or because the strain of influenza that made you sick was not included Boom. in the vaccine. Boom. Boom. No. It's from the Mayo yeah. Clinic and I mean, whatever. <laughs> but you're right, Dean. Thing on the Google. I just Googled it myself. It yeah. says you can get soreness, low-grade fever, body aches, headaches, and fatigue. Yeah, that's flu-like symptoms. That's the flu. <laughs> flu-like, not the flu. Oh, right, what do you think anyway, flu-like symptoms flu. are? It's not the flu. All right, listen, anyway, you guys are talking about the uh, NFL and sports getting Jesus. back up. We know one thing about Florida. The only essential sport down there is wrestling. Right? Yeah, right. Right. Wrestling is now the only essential sport in America. The WWE. Exactly. That's the only yes. sport that's Crazy. safe. But, Tony, you were talking about, you know, the leagues getting started back up. Baseball started back up in China, by the way, last week. I know that. I saw that. Stands. Yeah, and so, I mean... To me, we can start our leagues back up because of the television contracts. Like, the average NFL team makes like 450 to $500 million a year. And that ticket revenue with people coming in the stadium is roughly about 40 to $50 million. So they're still going to make $500 million roughly. The Dallas Cowboys probably make a billion dollars a year. So $50 million, if nobody is in the stands, is not going to hurt these teams that much. I think they can go and still play these sports without people in the stadiums because of all the other entities of cash flow. No doubt about it. That's because the advertising revenue and the television contracts, you're right. It's not as much as they get from the gate receipts, but it's certainly enough, and the interest is there, that people will watch. The right. gambling proceeds will be there. Proceeds. Exactly. You know, so the gambling will crank back up. People will watch yep. it. The advertising revenue will be there because it'll be on TV. Right. And you're right. The, the fans... Do they matter? Of course they do. And it matters to the people who work in these stadiums and the people who, you know, who work in the food service industries and the people who serve beer and food and everything else inside and the parking lot attendants and the right. cities that charge $55 to park at the stadium and it's all cash and then they pocket some of it before they go home. Well, yeah, they won't be able to work. No, they won't be <laughs> yeah, able to work right. either. No, they're right. You're right. right. They won't. But I'm saying as far as a professional team, it's really not going to hurt them that much if they don't have one, one fan in the stand. Because of all the other money that it's generating. Yeah, but you hear what's happening, Dean. The bottom line is when you have all of these now doctors saying, we shouldn't have sports until there's a, there's a vaccine. Or there's going to be a second and third wave exactly. of the virus. And, and you know coming. what? Nobody knows that. Right. Yeah. It, will it be better well, no, when there's, there's a vaccine? Be, I, yes, of yeah, course it'll be, be better. A, right. There's going to be another wave in November, December. But by then, I think we're going to be closer to that vaccine shot to where we can keep the numbers where they need to be, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you know they're putting so, uh, fake fans and mannequins in the stands yeah, no, I in saw Taiwan that, yes. for I the baseball that. games. <laughs> yeah, this looks oh, kind of yeah. creepy. It's, it's really and they're, weird. And they're wearing masks, so these, fa- these, right. fa- these mannequins, the mannequins are, sitting, are social distancing uh, yes. and they're wearing masks. But here's the worst part. The people have to carry them in. So there's actually humans carrying in mannequins to put them in seats in a stadium. Does that make any sense? <laughs> the Rakuten monkeys. I think I'm going to get some gear. It's Rakuten, isn't oh, is it? it Rakuten? Rakuten. Rakuten, Rakuten yes. monkeys are a big team over there. They you just... would know that and if you watch those commercials. Talking... I don't they're watch commercials. Talking about, they're, they're talking about selling, like, every third seat in every other row. So there's right. going to be, like, 3,000 people in the stadium every night until this gets, you know, solved, too. So, anyway, all right, listen. You guys have a beautiful day. You too. I got to give you one of these, though, man. Rakuten is sponsors the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't yes. care about the Warriors. 
you mean you don't care about the Warriors? I hate the Golden State Warriors. Come on, are you, you're, you're, you're pissing off our West Coast base here. Well, I, I can't root. For, I don't root for every team. Let's go to Pat and Ben Salem. Unless Pat. I bet on them. Pat, what's going on today, man? I'm getting a headache Come from on, your argument. Harry's pissing off the West Coast fans of yours, Tone. What's going on over there? I love all my fans. I don't want to. I don't want to alienate people. I didn't say anything about this the one fans. One guy is mad like at me team. now. He says the guy from the Montana thing says I won't follow you anymore. You're an idiot. Good. I said I don't mind when anybody corrects me, but don't tell me that I'm giving you a headache because my coronavirus knowledge and ignorance is stupid. I had it off by one. I was off by one. I'm more accurate than the actual people who are telling us what's going on, on with this and disease. And it was just recently announced, like yesterday, today, I think. Or yesterday. Exactly. Come on, he's man. He's by less than 24 hours. Okay, I don't so mind. Less I don't than 24 mind. hours. You know deal. me. When I'm right, I don't like it when people correct me when I'm right. You can correct me when I'm wrong. I have no problem with that. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Pat. You weren't, you weren't watching the wires out there. It was zero last night. Come on. You didn't know one death occurred. It was not your Listen, fault. I don't want to see anybody die. But I saw that Wyoming was the only state that didn't have one, and now they have one. My Jeez. question is, when we come, when we come out of this, is, I'm not sure that 2020 is going to be the year of the pandemic, or it's the year that Bruno and Mays were back together again on the air. I love it. Well, there's got to be at least one Beautiful. good thing that happened this year, Pat. I mean, right. let's be honest. What is Jeez. there to be cheer about this year? Yeah, this year is sucked. Man. It really what is. What about? Let me ask you. I, I, I'm just on there today. Has, has Jose called in yet? I haven't heard last Wednesday. Jose from Northam. Yeah, yes, last, last Wednesday. Wednesday. He kicked it off last Wednesday in our first ever What Up Wednesday in the new reincarnation. You can go back and get the podcast. Exactly. Yeah, it was a brilliant call, actually. It was a lot of golf Not talk. Jose Luis Rivera. No, not Jose Luis Rivera. <laughs> 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 and not Jose Altuve no. of the, the long-forgotten Houston Astros. A lot of... A lot of people thought you had Jose on retainer because we didn't hear a lot from Jose while you were off the air. He, no, no, he, he was, was calling into in. he was calling into the Twitch show. You got to listen, man. Hey, thanks for checking in, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll be back coming up in the next hour. Tim Brando will be here. Hey, this is Tony. Oh, Dean still can't give up on this. Dean, they didn't say that you could catch the flu from the flu shot. They said, let me reiterate, that you can still get the flu if you have the flu shot. And he said, no, you can't. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, you can. You can. You can just get a different strain of it. It does not prevent you. You just can't get the strains that you are immunized for. Dean, 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 listen. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know what this whole thing reminds me of? And, and then the mannequins that are uh, in Taiwan and us not having sports because everybody's so afraid to go out. We're going to end up being like that movie, the Bruce Willis movie, Surrogates, where we all stay at home and we sit in chairs doing our thing, and then sending our surrogates out there to actually live in the real world. Yeah. See, this is, this is Bruce Willis. Oh, oh, that's what that is? That's Bruce Willis sitting in his chair, and then his surrogate, his robot self, is out in the real world living life. Huh? 
Don't you remember this movie? No. You and I actually never watched it, but we saw what previews of it. What was it called? Surrogates. I didn't see it. They do? Yeah. So they're like cheerleaders, yeah. except in the dugout? Yeah, and they, they dance around in between innings. Sweet. How about that? We should incorporate dugout dancers. Um, I love how everybody's still trained. All of your fans are still trained. Not the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito classic twins. You know, the point is the flu shot is strains of flu that they inject into you to make you immune. Yes. And then, unfortunately, if there's a new strain that year, you can get that. Correct. Because you're not immune from the newer strains. Correct. So That's why I don't get them. It just, it just prevents you from getting last year's strains, which... Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes. One hour in the books, and I already have a headache. I'll tell you. People ripping me on Twitter, and then Dean calling in with bad information about the, the flu shots. He's like the Internet, Dean. He really is. He really is. <laughs> he is really fake news. If Donald Trump were here, he'd oh, be yelling oh at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would have thrown him the hell out of he here. He would have treated Dean like Paula Reed. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you. Not yeah. you. Yeah. Enough. 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 No. You're fake news, Dean. <laughs> we don't do that stuff on this show. <laughs> oh, wow. People are going crazy on Twitter, too, about Dean. This guy is dead wrong. Of course he's dead wrong. Says fan of Philly 4. Flu shot is a guess on what strains will be. Can't believe this schmuck is this confident and so see, wrong. See, now, you don't have to go call him a schmuck. I can call him a schmuck because I know him I'm really just well. reading the tweet. I know, but I'm saying, but the people calling people schmucks who don't know. Yeah, that's not nice. You I can't didn't, call somebody a schmuck unless you know them. I didn't editorialize. Oh, okay. No, I, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. You can call Dean a schmuck because you've met him. <laughs> I know Dean. I've been in his house. Right, He's been right. in my house. Well, he hasn't been in my house here, but he's incorrect. <laughs> the flu shot is actually strains of flu that they inject into you to make you immune mm. from those particular strains from the previous years. If there is a new strain out and you get a flu shot, you can still catch the flu. Right. The flu shot itself doesn't give you the flu, but it prevents you from getting if the flu strains. If the same one comes back year after year. You're good. Right. Exactly. Right, right. So there and you have it. The reaction that you can have can last 24 to 48 hours if you have a bad reaction to it. It's not the 7 to 14 days or whatever flu. After getting the shot. Right. You're After getting about. the shot. Yeah. So, you know, flus usually last a little bit longer. But if you have a bad reaction to it, you can feel sick 24 to 48 hours long. Exactly. So there's your flu update. Yeah. I need some Theraflu now or Tamiflu or any kind of. What other kind of flu drinks are there there? Theraflu is good. Theraflu is pretty, uh, pretty widely known. Usually like tea. And this is the first winner. Again, knock on wood. What's the line, Harry? 
Knock on wood if you're with me. If you're with me. That's John Gruden. I yes. Know. Knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> well, now the Lima just gave me a, a supermarket update. Oh, we oh. have also oh, the Lima listening in and giving us supermarket updates. Well, we she, went to the supermarket this morning yeah. at 8 a.m. Oh, Eric. you did? Yes, let's get an update from the, the suburbs. Well, now she sent in a picture of all the bags of groceries on our floor in the kitchen. What are they? What are they? Bags. I, people make fun of me. They say I say bag instead of bag. It's bag. Bags. I know. Bags. Be, they, they say I say big, like an accent. Yes, you, you do. did. Well, I you did it intentionally <laughs> there. Oh, okay. okay. Because it, it comes from one of my old shows. It was funny. But anyway, <laughs> she shows the picture. I'll, put, I'll, I'll show it to you. Two stores, three hours, 400 bucks, and 4,000 steps. On her little step meter. Oh, let me her give her job. a workout. That's yeah. a great. That's, See, that's a total. Uh, you total. can get a workout by going grocery shopping. She had the mask on and the gloves. I had that on last night. I didn't even leave the house. You know, you got to get. You got to try to find ways to get be creative right, right, yeah. during this. I and mean, uh, after a while, you just <laughs> you got to mix it up. Right? Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like all these people who are been with their kids all the time. That right. Are used to the kids being in school yeah. and then being working. Now everybody's home and they're yelling at each other. So these, Robin and I have not had any major fights during this whole time. No, me either. No. We're, we're with Just each other 24 fights. hours a day. <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary. No, no, it's Just the regularly stuff. scheduled fights, right. which occur normally during these shows. Every Getting day. ready for the show, there's usually a, a little outburst. <laughs> no, out we haven't first. even had any of that. No? The great Tim Brando will join us this hour. <laughs> a man who covers all sports and obviously college football. At Fox Sports now. But first, we need to call our lovely, lovely lady. Who? Oh, yeah. Olive. Olive. All right. So you said 5 o'clock. No, 4 o'clock. Oh, 4 o'clock. Actually, I did call her. I talked to her daughter. She's actually a bit overwhelmed by all of this, so oh, she's not going to be able to do anything. Are you kidding oh. right now? Wait, yeah. first Zabin bags us, and now the Jesus. 93-year-old Olive Veronese, Veronese, Veronese up in Seminole, Penn. She got a whole delivery of Coors Light right. yesterday. She's the woman that had the sign in the window says, yeah. I need beer. Yeah. Robin talked to her this morning. She's and she very was nice. so nice. She was so funny. And she, uh, but she, she did tell me, though. She goes, 4 o'clock? Okay, I'll try to stay up till then. Uh, well, so she's, uh, well, she's banging beers all day. I mean, she fast. She and probably way, I got to give Darren Ravel some love. Darren Ravel at the Sports Network, the Action Network. He actually posted the story first. Coors Light saw it, right. and then Coors Light responded and sent her like. How many 80 cans it's of Molson beer? Molson Coors is the company. Yeah, Molson's now. the company makes right. Coors. 150 cans of Coors Light were and delivered, they, and they put it in box. The little box. How many of these? 12 cans, 12 packs. They're all on our on our patio. If you saw yeah. the picture. And I got to give credit where credit's due. Darren Ravel, a guy that I rip all the time on Twitter, but we're friends and we always go back and forth. So she did, she got her beer delivery from Coors Light yesterday mm. up there in Seminole, Pennsylvania, which is up near Slippery Rock. Yeah, Punxsutawney is not too far away. Was the away. groundhog there? Does the groundhog come out for that? That's, that's kind the of groundhog a... said, I'll come out again if there's free beer. Exactly. I'm not going to get pulled out of my stinking <laughs> hole once a year at Gobbler's Knob. Have you ever been to Gobbler's Knob? No, I Knob? haven't. That's Gobbler's actually not Knob? far from Penn State. You know, all the Penn State kids go there. That is a very suggestive name. Yeah, yeah Gobbler's yeah. Knob. Punxsutawney. No, that's Gobbler's it. Knob. Well, right, it's right here. Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> I think I saw that movie. Jesus. Um, uh, for those of you watching on Twitch, you can see I just posted the photograph. And she didn't have just one sign. She had, um, well, she said, I need more beer on the one sign. And look at how adorable she is. Yeah. When I was talking to her, she was just freaking And cute. now her daughter just blew us off. Don't they know that what the show is? 
I know she went on network news. You know what happened? All these TV networks came right, over there. Right. And she said, no, no, you don't, we're not going to come to your house. You don't have to come out. We'll do it on the phone. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, you know, I'm respectful to my elders. It, it took about four attempts before it could actually get through on the phone. Like, her phone's ringing off the hook all day. So. Oh, see, and I called her earlier today, so she probably is She said she was now. hoping that she could stay awake at four in the afternoon. Yeah. I was going to send a car service up to Seminole and bring her down to my house, put her in, in my front door with a nice you know, glass screened in front, saying, I need Tito's. vodka, holding an empty Tito's yes. handle, and see if that would go viral. Exactly. Well, you know, old people, kids, and animals are the way to mm-hmm. get free shit. Yeah. So maybe watch we your could, la- Watch your language. Maybe yeah. we, watch we your need language. To, well, but it's true. Like free stuff. Free stuff. Free merch. So maybe we should like Product. stick the. We should put the cats in front of the window, wearing a little sign around yeah. their neck. Let's put these damn cats to work. These Riddle cats wants to, don't wake up. The, the cat, <laughs> Robin just dropped another four hundred dollars at the vet this morning. What are they to not? get a blood? Takes four hundred dollars to get a blood test oh on a cat. God. Yeah. I can't even get a coronavirus test, but my cat could go in there for four hundred bucks and get blood drawn. I got a week and a half worth of groceries and some wine for four hundred bucks today. Sheepers. Jesus. That cat's costing me more than I'm making right now. <laughs> I need to put the cat on my insurance plan. Can I get him on Medicare? <laughs> Medicare for all, including cats. Damn. You notice all these hospitals, you can't go to a hospital and get you know, regular treatment. right? right I, had, yeah. I had a procedure that I had to put off. A lot of right. people did. I'm, listen, people who need help need to get help. Right. But like people who have procedures scheduled, that's all been canceled. Oh, yeah. And that's understandable. But how can a cat go in and get a blood test? But people can like Quest Diagnostics, one of the big That's blood a testing big, big places. Company, man. Well, There's two of them. I couldn't go into the vet. They're actually they you you knock on the door. They come. They grab your or grab. They take your animal. Do they from grab it you. by the back of the neck and no. lift it up. They take like your the animal Tiger from King you. does with the little <laughs> the little kittens when he pulls it away from the mom. I watched some of that last night. I by tried the way. to watch it. I didn't, it didn't do anything for me. I, I I stayed in about twenty minutes and then I was done. I was down here working trying to figure out some programming stuff. Till midnight last yeah. night. So we get off the air at 6 p.m. Robin is down here. I said, Robin, 7 o'clock. Let's go. Poor Joe's here till 7 o'clock. Joe C. So let Joe go home. And then she's here at 8 o'clock. I said, mm-hmm. can we eat dinner? No, no, just warm something up. 9 o'clock, she's still down here. I'm yelling. And that's when 10. the Tiger King came on, 9 o'clock. Yeah, then I went yeah. up to wash a little of that. And I came back down. And I started going online here and getting stuff and started getting ready for the show last night at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then at midnight, she's still down there. I said, screw this. I went up to bed and then turned on some bad movie or something. It looked like what I thought it would look like, like something that was slapped together quickly Mm -hmm. from old edits and stuff that wasn't Mm -hmm. used, some of that stuff you did see before, and just sort of hodgepodge. Yeah, and Harvey Levin did a bunch of interviews. And he narrates. Yeah, and and he does it. You know where he was? He was right on the beach in Santa Monica there. I know exactly where he was standing at the open. Okay. Yeah, you know where the houses are on the beach when you pass the pier? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Santa Monica pier? It's where Keith Olbermann used to have a house there. Right. He lived in it for like two days and then moved out because he realized there was a lot of noise on the (laughs) Pacific Coast Highway, which goes by your house 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, Tim Brando's going to join us this hour. We've got, um, we've got college news. We'll ask him about the whole college football thing now. Because everybody's wondering, is it going to be NFL? Is it going to be college? We don't know about the yeah. NBA. We don't know about hockey. We don't know about baseball. But college football, you know, the thing is, and we'll talk to Tim about this, those kids have to go in to practice football before the student body goes in mm-hmm. to learn and go to classes. That's how it works, as you know, Harry. Well, yeah, they you know, being around Temple all the years. Yeah, the kids are in there before the rest of the school, the rest of the uh, students go in. A couple weeks earlier, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what's going to happen? 
Tim Brando will get his uh, thoughts on that. And also, uh, we'll have a Florida update today, too. Miss Robin with a really good Florida update. And this one's not even that wacky, which is hard to believe. It's, uh, it's one that you're going to like. Okay. If you hate lawyers, you'll love this story from Miss Robin today. And let's be honest, who doesn't hate lawyers? Well, you especially. Just divorce lawyers. Other lawyers we need. Divorce lawyers we don't. Divorce lawyers, as I've said before, they're taxi drivers with a college degree. Ooh. They just want the meter to run. They don't want get results. They want the meter to keep ticking and ticking. They're going to take you out of your way and go a whole different way to get back to the house. You know what I'm saying? Right, you get, right. You, know, if you go into a city you don't know, right. and you give them an address. Don't pass cab, out in the back of that cab. And the cab driver knows that you don't know where you are, <laughs> yeah. and he's just going to take you around and around and around. That's divorce lawyers, ladies and gentlemen, in a nutshell. Yes, you can thank me later. You can thank me by throwing a couple of uh, bits into the tip jar for us if you appreciate my lawyer bashing on this program. 215-462-TONY. Timmy Brando's going to join us next. We're not going to get free beer. I was getting thirsty, too, Harry. I still have a couple of cans of Miller Lite in there, maybe, for later on in the show. That was good yesterday with Scotty Farrell. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was insane, but it was good. (laughs) Tim's going to join us next. We've got a lot of other stuff, too, coming up. And we'll get the latest on Bruce Springsteen. Everybody's doing all these uh, Zoom things at home. Many of them are completely out of control. There's only one thing worse, Harry, than having a Zoom with, like, three people on it. It's all these Zooms with, like, 20 people on it talking over each other. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough when you see three talking heads on TV talking over each other. Now put 10 people in there all talking at the yeah. same time. It's an outrage. I can't wait till this Zoom stuff is over. <laughs> Tony and Harry, it's Tuesday. It's Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. The cuts that I did yesterday of um, the Sid, when he came on for the promo cut that I did, I could have sworn that I ended it right when it ended. I didn't hear the uh, extra praise about Harry. Was that in a different spot? No, that was Scott Farrell. Oh. It was Farrell right at the end of the show. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Was it literally at the end? Uh, It was right before we hung up with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that one. I didn't. I didn't write that down. Just give me the time stamp, and I can add it. I was thinking about taking those cuts and using those at the top of the hours for hour two and hour three. Yeah. Something where. Now there's some great stuff in there. You miss any of the show. You miss a lot. Whatever lead in line. Mm -hmm. Boom, and then we drop the. Yeah. And I didn't even think of getting drops like that from last week's show. We had a bunch of possible promo shots. We can do is send those to Andy. Yeah. And get Andy to produce a serious Yes. Well, and we need to record. We need to record stuff um, uh, 15s, 30s to send off to them because they'll produce it and, and replay it. Send them those clips. Yeah, but I need to have both. You and Tony record some stuff. So let's what do that stuff? at the end of like the show. Like what? Just, what? Just your voices saying, you know, listen to us, blah, 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 something. You mean promos? Yeah. Liners or yeah. promos? Both. But how long? I mean, because most the one, promos are written out. They're like a 10-second, 15-second, 30-second. But the ones that we have were only about the start of the show. I know, yeah. Them. We can update those. Yeah. 
Um, Lost in Space, Harry, you need to fill. Tony in the bag over break. What? What? Yeah, about the big thing. Oh, big. It, it was, it was uh, Mertitis big. who said, you, big? you, you say bag like big, in the big. So he started to do it. I have not forgotten the Twitch stream. And it became a thing. What do you think we're getting all this stuff from? We got Twitter and Twitch going. Yes. Um, now, Tony wishes he had Harry's lawyer. <laughs> no, Harry didn't need a lawyer. I didn't even have one. You didn't, you didn't even a, have a lawyer, and no. you, you got that deal? No, I got. I, I, I didn't have to share my money with the lawyer. God, how? What, Screw the lawyer. What state was that in? I was in North Carolina. She was in Florida. Wow. Was it North Carolina rules, or I was it no Florida idea. rules? Dude, this is back in '96. How did you I get so lucky? Just cashed the check before anybody changed their mind. <laughs> you know, <laughs> going what? I mean, come on. What a deal, yeah. man. Yeah. Doesn't Springsteen live in the same retirement community as Olive? No, she doesn't. Need, she lives in a home. Yeah. Olive is not in a retirement community. She lives in a yeah, house with a, her daughter, with her kids, right? right. Her Sing son and daughter, I believe, are there with her oh, right really? now. Oh, really? So you wonder if she's really the one drinking the beer or if it's... Well, you, you know, see her in the can. Well, you see her. I think it's her daughter that wanted the beer. I think she used that for her daughter. It's and, a good job. And, Good yeah. work. They yeah. use the, they use the mom. Work. They say, yeah. Mom, you know, do us a favor. Here. I, I should you have know, We're watching you. We're taking care of you. You're 93. God bless you. But how about you put a sign out there? We're out of beer. Yeah. Put a sign out. We're out of Corona. They make her the face. I hate to play conspiracy theorists here. No, I think you're onto something. I should have had my mom do it first. Exactly. Down in Florida. Put her to work. At the villages? No, no, she's, no got she's, got, she's got her own place. <laughs> TMCD215 says, why didn't they go get her some beer? The kids. That's oh. true. They didn't want to take a chance. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. You know, I don't want to consider myself a conspiracy theorist because I hate that stuff. Yeah. And I'm not like throwing poor Olive under the bus up there in uh, Seminole, Pennsylvania with the Coors Light. Well, because she didn't come on the show. No, and I'm not bagging her. I'm just yeah. thinking... You know, what? Does she drink beer? Probably. Yeah. But I think her kids, who she lives with, put her up to this. You think? Figured they were out of beer. They didn't want to have to go out. Pennsylvania, the liquor stores are closed, right? Up there, I don't know how far the next liquor beer place well, is. Well, the beer places are open, apparently, but maybe yeah. it was a long drive. Maybe it was a long drive, and they said, hey, you know, let's get some publicity. Everybody's doing TikToks. They didn't, probably couldn't convince her to do a TikTok. Mm -hmm. So they had her up there holding up a sign, took a picture of it. It goes viral. And then Coors Light and Darren Ravel sees it. The whole world sees it. She becomes an international star off the backs of her kids. And now she's too tired because she's being inundated with media who she never wanted to have anything to do with to begin with. Maybe Jimmy Kimmel's trying to get her out Probably to L.A. Is. to put her on a show. Exactly. But if it, if it was, that's a good job out of the daughter or the son, man. They got you know 150 free beers out of it. Yeah. What's the actual retail price of that, you know, depending on where you can get it? <laughs> What is a case of Coors Light? Like? I don't know. Twenty-some dollars? Yeah. Are they like 10-pack, 12-packs, or 20-packs? Well, they come in 30-packs, the cases. So that's probably five cases of 30-packs, five 30-packs. It looked packs. like they were the long ones like you see in the soda where they're the mm -hmm. long. The, right. You know, that, they that's have, like a 24-pack, right? I think it's a 24-pack or a 20-pack. I don't know, but we'll have to look at the picture. I know one guy who doesn't worry about beer. He doesn't worry about anything right now except his family and except down there in the Chateau 
in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> My old buddy. Way back to ESPN and then, of course, uh, CBS and then Fox and now with Fox doing college football and everything else and not even playing golf, although I see he keeps posting videos of him on the, on the tee box. Lefty, mm-hmm. as you know, Harry, the great Tim Brando. <laughs> It's actually Shreveport, but you just love saying Baton Rouge. Yes, I, I do. You love saying that. Yes, I do. Yes, that's I do. okay. Man, I am. Uh, I'm just glad to see you're working again. Everything's good, huh? Everybody's right. getting laid Bye. off, and I get a job. I must be essential, Tim. <laughs> Somebody must have determined that, of all, other than the WWE, I'm the only other essential thing that needs to be on the air right now. No, listen. I track this on my social media, Tony. It was right after I tweeted about Bino. After a George Lucas is writing a book on Pino, uh, after a tweet from him, I mentioned you being uh, at a dinner with Corso, Pino, and me at Pagliacci's off 84 in Plainville, Connecticut. Yep. And boom, you're on Sirius again. Unbelievable. Exactly. No, there's Absolutely no doubt your influence is strong. <laughs> the force is strong from the Chateau in Shreveport, Louisiana. And so, so you can't play golf. You can't uh, now. Are the golf course is open down there because I know you know New Orleans you know, got course, hammered. Our, our, yeah, our course is open. The municipal courses are not because we do have a pretty good per capita. Shreveport's the third largest city in the state, not nearly as big as either Baton Rouge or, or New Orleans. Yeah, um, but we have a significant number of cases because we like them. Have our um, Mardi Gras parades as well. I mean, it's a big deal throughout the state, whether in North or South Louisiana, and. Uh, our our hospitals are are packed in, and it's a it, it, it's it's bad. I mean, it's not good. So, um, but but our course where I live is is open, but there's very little play, mm-hmm. uh, especially during the week. Very little play, and I've gone out walked the golf course some. I could play, and I think I might just go out by myself and hit a couple of balls maybe later on this week. But most of the guys that would be in my group are either my age or older. I'm, I'm like the youngest guy in my group, and I'm 64. So, you know, I don't know that they're necessarily going to know what six feet is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what my six feet or my eight feet, five feet or four, I really don't know. Their eyesight's about as good, you know? Yeah, I play with guys where they hit the ball and they go, did you see it? So you mean to tell so me? you got to be careful when you're with those guys. When you're playing senior golf, right? So you mean to tell uh, me that the neighbors that that uh, you know backyards abut the golf course aren't out there filming you like they were at my club two (laughs) weeks ago, and putting it on Facebook, and all of a sudden there's a big Facebook group chat of people wanting to shut down the golf course, which was already shut down. We were just walking by ourselves on it anyway. They called the news chopper, who flew overhead and took video. It's on the TV. No way! I swear to God, that's what happened. And then the cops come in. Tell those people to go back and, and find some replays of all my children when they actually had soap operas. Wow. Can you believe what's happening yeah. out there? It's ridiculous, yeah. Tim. I didn't even realize you were a left-handed golfer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I, was a, I was a lefty baseball player, pitcher, first baseman, where all slow white lefties should play. Mm-hmm. Um, my, um, my bio read like this back in 1973, Tony. It was slow white lefty with occasional power, can go deep, Occasionally, but we'll never get a leg hit. That's what um, that's what my media bio said at Fair Park in 1973. Yeah, I uh, I'm a lefty, and now you know it's great because more left-handers play because you actually have the equipment. When we were kids, when we were in high school, 
you couldn't find a left-handed iron anywhere. They, they didn't exist. So I didn't start playing golf until my knees got skinned up and I was playing in the Hartford Morning Softball League with the ESPN Bombers back in the day. And uh, John Saunders found, he saw all these, these horrible, the, the late, great John Saunders sees yeah. my knees, and he's like, what are these, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm playing fast-pitch size. You're 31 years old, for God's sake. You need to play golf. So it's a wonderful country in so many ways. White Southern Republican learns how to play golf in Connecticut from Black Canuck. Exactly you know? right. Uh, An interesting thing, you know what? Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, was a great tennis player. And then he uh-huh. had knee and back problems, and he took up golf and is now a really good golfer, too. You know, people are funny. They're on the Twitch stream saying, this is your daily, are the golf courses open update? Because right. it seems like every day we talked to, whether it was Jim Nance last week or uh, Rich, Rich, Lerner. Rich Lerner from yeah. the Golf Channel yesterday. Yeah. Everybody see, listen, I haven't played golf, I don't know, in seven years. So I'm not exactly a guy who's, like, chomping at the bit. I love to go out and hit it around. Well, me and my wife are pissed. Yeah, I mean, a lot (laughs) of people are pissed off. Listen, if I don't play golf again ever, my life is not going to change. But I like to go out there and say, where did it go? Did you see it? Every once in a while, too. We all do. You know, by by now, I would have played played at least three rounds, sometimes four weeks. I would have already been in at least one pro-am, and the Byron Nelson pro-am would be coming up, which is where I almost had my 0-1. Like, the greatest moment I've ever had in golf was the Dallas National. And, and oh, by the way, it was a camera hole, Tony. And you know how you know how guys like me are when we see a red light? It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's time to make it happen, you know? <laughs> I rattled the stick. They got, and the camera, they had a camera at the tee that would, would video it. And, and, and literally, I hit the flag stick. And these guys behind me are jumping up and down. It looks like I actually got the hole in one. I didn't. It, it bounced off about two feet, and I tapped it in for, for my bird. But, I mean, I'm jonesing for golf. I mean, that, this is my therapy, and I haven't had um, any of it, and, and that's been the tough part. Now, the good news for me is I've got these grandbabies that I can FaceTime with. I've got a, a three-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter in Mississippi, and I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old grandson named after Spencer Tillman, by the way. First name is Spencer. Beautiful. And then uh, little Amelia is three months old. And so I'm FaceTiming with them. And that's the other reason, another reason why I haven't played is because I think my daughters are like, Dad, you go out with those grungy old people. I don't want you anywhere near my kid. You know, so stay away from the golf course um, until such time as we know it's safe. So. Speaking of Spencer Tillman, he tweeted this morning. By the way, he's not following me, which is an outrage. Oh, but I, I, I gave him love I'll back. Fix that. He, no, he, fix that. he, uh, he tweeted out about Houston Methodist down there mm-hmm. is one of the hospitals that has a, one of the testing things that's just been approved. And so we're seeing all of these great medical facilities coming up. And Houston Methodist is one of the first in the country, I believe. And he, he tweeted he about it. He sits on the board. He sits on the board of Houston Methodist. Wow! No, it was, it was great news from down there at Houston yeah. Methodist on the on again one of the coronavirus yeah. uh, treat not treatments but certainly testing methods that are being discovered every single day and so many companies mm-hmm. now coming up with this stuff which is great. Yeah, so much out there. I don't know about you, but, but I, mean, I do find myself at home watching probably way too much cable news, and and I watch some of it during the day, and then I just grow so tired of it. And it's that kind of news, all right, Tony, that's not out there, that yep. they're not covering. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know where the form of treatment is right now and 
what is working best, and none of them are telling me. I'm getting the same rhetoric uh, every day. Now, I can't watch cable news at night because all that's opinion-based, and I don't care whether you're on the left or the right. I can't stomach any of it anymore. Me I mean, neither. I, I don't even have it on. I literally don't turn it on at all during the, even the even the 5 o'clock updates. I just get the crib notes later on at night. Yeah, I just go see what happened the, today, uh, and then I see right. that uh, this is that, and Trump's yelling at this person, and that CBS, right. all that other stuff. Right. You're right. There's too much noise. But we got to get to sports because college football okay. is your Bailey. Yep. Is that, was that your Bailiwick, would Bailey you say? Wick, yeah. Is that your Bailiwick right now, Tim? You say that one more time, I'm going to get excited. Um, <laughs> His bell cow. Underused word, bailiwick. <laughs> bell cow. Who about it? Oh, God, I want it. That's not bell cow. College football is, in fact, Timmy B's bell cow of all sports. No question about it. And there's uh, Major Ogilvy's back deep at the five-yard line. Here's the kick from Hamp Green. He's got it at the 10, the 20, the 30. He crosses field, the 40, against the green, the picket fence at midfield, the 40, the 30. He's inside the 20 and clipped and hit and fumbled. <laughs> Alabama got it, oh boy. That is great. Major Ogilvy, Alabama Crimson Tide, mid-70s oh, knowledge right there. That's you late no 70s. Don't forget the third Saturday of October, the boys become men. General Robert Dillon said that many years ago. And once we become men, keep them away from your daughter. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> now, people are checking in, and they're saying, ask Tim about announcing the Easton versus Pittsburgh game on ESPN back oh, in 89. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was a cable high school football game. Guess what? The uh, And I can't remember which team, but the head cheerleader, I think, for Phillipsburg was dating the backup quarterback who was a safety who had to come in and quarterback because the starter got hurt late in the game. And you're watching. We're taking tight shots of this cheerleader that's cheering for her team, but at the same time really happy when the backup quarterback is throwing the touchdown pass to win the game. It was really fun. You have that on tape. Because, you know, when ESPN started, people didn't realize it. Rasmussen wanted to be a regional Connecticut area television network, not a national phenomenon, uh, right? That was a great Mike Oresco idea, now the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. Um, and he's done such a marvelous job since uh, the, the, the Big East thing. They had to reform it, and uh, he was in charge of programming for college back then, and I, l- I later worked with him at CBS, too. He made that wonderful deal for CBS that is finally going to go away when, uh, yeah, I guess, ESPN takes it over in a few years, but that $55 million deal for what is the number one rated college football game every week that I was a part of for 16 years, the SEC on CBS. Anyway, he's, his idea was, Let's put, a, let's put a high school football game on while the parades are on the networks. You know, so let's do it at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'll never forget, I woke up the morning, and I'm not sure if it was the Eastern paper or the Phillipsburg paper. Ned Bolkar was at Notre Dame at that time, and he's a Phillipsburg kid. And I'll never forget that when I ran into him covering Notre Dame, he was on that national championship team. He was so pumped up because, you know, Phillipsburg was, was playing against Easton. But I'll never forget, I opened up the paper – uh, the day of the game, and it said, the game, the nation, the cable. <laughs> <laughs> the Easton Red Rovers. That's great, Easton yeah. Red. Oh, you know, another yeah. thing, we were talking with uh, the, the great uh, Lisa Ann from Easton, along with Larry Holmes and yeah. Crayola and a lot of Easton right. talk the other day. Yeah. But you spent time up there in Easton at Phillipsburg. Everybody knows, you know, you're... Lee Corso and I, Lee Corso and I did that game, believe it or not. Wow, that That's is awesome, awesome yeah. sauce. But no, no, yeah. I'll never forget those fun nights on Friday nights at Pagliacci's. Keith Olbermann, Bino Cook. 
Oh, uh, Lee, Lee Corso, who looks exactly the same as he did back in 1992, <laughs> still he, he out really there, does. still cranking it every Saturday, man. He's unbelievable. Yeah, and by the way, and by the way, I don't care if they have to have a crane to bring his ass out there to put that mascot head on. They should still do it. Okay, that's like to me. He should do that until the day he dies. As long as he wants to do it, that's the best five minutes of sports television. Every week in the fall. I mean, it is. It is Absolutely great. Absolutely It is great. At Bino, the greatest oh, times with Bino. Brad Dowling, you're the very, very best. Unless, of course, you're all with Bruno, and he's the very, very, very best. <laughs> I had the greatest relationship with Bino Cook, who I met through ESPN, and he was the athletic director. He was the was the sports information director. At yeah, Pitt, sports information Pitt, director. For, yeah. Pitt for many, yeah. many years, and then ESPN hired him. One of the absolute greatest human beings you will ever, ever know, and oh, it was yeah. an honor to work way, with him. Uh, the, 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 he used to go after gammons and those baseball hacks in our newsroom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would come in and say, hey, hey, Gammon, are you going to do another seven-minute soliloquy on collusion? For crying out loud, you've done more minutes on collusion than I have chins on my body. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do... We used to do an over-under count each week on the number of Vino's chins. It was a bet inside the studio. Um, wow. he, he was the best. We all loved Vino. Yes, we and, did. Um, those, were, those were great times. They're never to be duplicated, Tony. We'll never have those kinds of times because they're, they're, they're gone. I mean, it was so much simpler and so much more enjoyable, and yet, of course, helped set the template for what would later be known as political correctness. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Bino Cook right now doing a Saturday night appearance oh. with me talking about college football. I would have yeah. to have, they'd have to have a dump button in the studio. That's must-listen to yeah. radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're unbelievable. You were, about to get to, you were about to get to something really fun about football, and you mentioned Bailiwick, and we went in a completely different I know. direction. All what right, was, so college football, here's the biggest question, Tim, because, you know, now yeah. we're hearing from some people, oh, we're not, we can't have sports now until we have a vaccine, and that could be 18 months away. I don't know if that's the case. That's what we're hearing for going from one extreme to the other. Your thoughts, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Because the biggest question is, you know, college football, the student athletes go back and start practicing before the rest of the students go back, who, by the way, haven't yeah. gone back and neither have the student athletes. Right. Well, I don't think, number one, that the players uh, necessarily have to have students back for them to be back, because you're right. They always report early. So they're going to have to be able to report, though, within 40 days of the season starting. I think the critical time period will be June 1. All right. If we have movement towards players being able to report, especially freshmen, uh, being able to report by, say, the second week of June, then I think we're okay. As it relates to the student body, I, I think this will be a president's decision ultimately. And if schools do not open I don't know from a political point of view whether they'll be in a position to have the optics of games being played without schools being in session. I think that's a very real circumstance that, that has to be investigated. But what's going on out there now? What you're seeing discussed on a daily basis, and listen, uh, guys that are high profile in my profession, uh, if they feel it necessary to say, well, I believe this or I believe that, okay, if that's what you believe your brand is, then go for it. But I, for one, uh, I will make observations and or predictions based on 
hopefully, four decades of knowledge about college football. All right? I have no decades of knowledge about medicine. Okay? I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I never played one on TV. And any time the science fair was going on, I was probably on a speech and debate trip somewhere. Okay? I, I want no part of that. So I'm not in a position to say whether we will or we won't. But I will tell you, because I do talk to the people that matter in intercollegiate athletics, I'm very, very uh, excited about the fact that the decision makers, the athletic directors and the conference commissioners are having conference calls on a daily basis. And they are going through all the different parameters of what they face with the calendar coming up. And right now a decision does not have to be made. So there's no reason for us in the media to be going gonzo over trying to be first with, see, I told you, we're not going to, and see, I told you, if we play, we're going to have to play in February, or see, I told you, we won't have any non-conference games, we'll only play in our conference, because none of that has been, none of that's been decided, okay, and it's not our business to decide. We just need to remain vigilant, vigilant, and tolerant, and then wait and see what the virus decides to do and what the scientists decide to do. I, this notion that we have to have a vaccine is garbage, absolute garbage. That's a year to 18 months away, and I think we all know that. But, you know, I, I know not only because of what guys like Spencer are tweeting out, that those that are in a position to, to go about the business of science are working on not just a, a potential vaccine, but a form of treatment. Mm -hmm. A convincing form of treatment has to be there for an athlete that would test. First of all, all of them have to be tested. Every player, every yep. student athlete has to be tested. And if that player tests uh, positively, then he needs to know what the form of treatment will be, and the coaches need to know what that form will be over, say, a two-week period so that the kid can get back. All right, And once they know what that treatment is, then I think we're good to go, and the, po the possibility is there for us to play. Now, the potential of us sliding the season back, say, on the calendar a month, I think that's a legitimate conversation piece. If we get to that point, we're not there just yet. But I mean, you could conceivably move the, the season back a month and, and really not mess anything up. This notion, though, that, well, the group of five, if, we, if they don't play the non-conference games, that's okay. Wait a minute. If you don't have the group of five schools in business, and, and if because of the economics of the circumstances that we face now, they, they no longer exist, then the big kahunas aren't going to have enough teams to play for us to have a 13, 14-week season. So those teams have to be protected. If, say, uh, ULM, where I, where I went to school, Northeast Louisiana now, University of Louisiana Monroe, if they don't get to play their three non-conference games, Tony, they lose a third of their operating annual budget. Right. They absolutely need to play. And those schools provide a service for the bigger schools so they can have a 13-game schedule. Without them, they're not going to have that. So everyone needs to be involved, and I think they are involved. The Power Five commissioners know that the group of five commissioners, led by Aresco, Craig Thompson out at the Mountain West, and, and several others, obviously the MAC. Uh, and the Sun Belt Conference and Conference USA, they have to be in on this as well. There are 10 conferences in college football that all have to be in on the mix, and I think those contingency plans are being discussed daily. And um, listen, I, I understand through 
some prisms where a former player is concerned about maybe his kids that are playing Division One football. I think that's where Herb Street was coming from when he made the statement he was making. And I understand that. I like Kirk, and I, I get that. But for us to now just start making these blanket statements about, well, we can't do this and we can't. Wait, who gave you the right to say that you have uh, a position and a platform to suggest that this is the way it has to be? None of us do. None of us really know. Let's just wait, let the scientists do their job, and let those that are in governance, the commissioners and the athletic directors and the presidents of the universities, uh, meet together and come uh, with, with, with something solid for us by the end of May, 1st of June. And then we can go from there. Anything else is just pure rhetoric. Hey, Tim, few things rival the home environment for these college football games, especially with the big conferences. Could you foresee the season going on without fans in the stands? I think the potential of, of, of uh, reduced numbers of fans being allowed to the games is one of the, one of the items that will be suggested as we move forward, if, in fact, we're sitting in the same place with the pandemic that we're in now. Let's say if nothing really changes from where we are today to where we are this time next month, then I think discussions about uh, fan participation or lack thereof will be out there. Uh, Now, remember this, though, and this is very important as it relates to college football versus the NFL. The NFL can operate with very few fans because it's it's basically a league that's finances are based solely on the incredible enormous amounts of money that they make from their television rights all right almost 80 percent 80 85 percent college football is a little more of a 50 50 set of circumstances the monies coming into the big 10 and the sec are certainly much larger than you see in the pac-12 by example it's larger but not as larger uh, in the SEC and the in the Big Ten than, say, the Big 12 and the ACC, it's significantly larger than the Pac-12. The gate really is important to the schools. That's why you see so many schools in the power conferences. That's why the NCAA let their presidents adopt the extra games, because they wanted an additional home game to get the revenue. Uh, the revenue from uh, a game at the Big House or any other stadium, it's 80000 or above, is huge for these schools, and losing that is is major. I mean, it's it's an economic impact of say forty to forty five percent of the take in for that college football program at these major schools. So they're going to have to think long and hard before they they turn that away. Now, remember, that doesn't mean the fans show up, but the season ticket allocations are so great and the money so big that that's something I don't think they'll they're going to go and say, well, we can do without that. I think college football uh, governors uh, and, and those that are in positions of power believe that they need to hold on to their fans as best they can. But is it still worth the, the, the season going on if, in fact, fans are either uh, reduced access and uh, the television networks can still carry the games? Yeah, I believe you could do that and, and certainly lose less money. And uh, for the television networks, have um, arguably larger ratings as a result of fewer people getting to come to the game. So that's a very good question and one that is on the table, much more so, I think, in college than it ever would be with the NFL. 
Demi, always great to break down the college game with you without being no cook around anymore. You are my go-to go guy when it comes to college pigskin, my friend. Well, Tony, I am so excited that you are back um, because we missed you. I haven't, I haven't been able to hear you for a while, and knowing that you're back is, uh, is vital because we need to have this kind of fun and energy and enthusiasm. Um, we, we all take our craft, I think, seriously, but we, sh we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. And that's what I've always loved about you. Well, thank you, Tim. You've been uh, All right, great for me for a long, long time. Tim Brando, everybody, at Fox Sports, talking college football. Thanks, Timmy. Well, when we come back, we'll take calls at 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. It is a Tuesday. Amy Trask will talk some NFL draft next hour with us right here on Sirius XM 211. pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code BRUNO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code BRUNO. Our work is something to be proud of. We make the products people use, the products that make their lives simpler, the high-tech tools to help defend our country, and the innovations that will shape the future. Some say American industry can't keep up anymore. I say our work is proof that made in the USA still means something. The power professionals of the IBEW, proudly American, proudly union. Sirius XM's got a new podcast series getting you ready for the upcoming NFL Draft. With the first pick. Hosted by NFL Radio's Bruce Murray. Each episode focuses on a specific position and features in-depth analysis and interviews with top prospects. Right now, you can check out our quarterback episode, which showcases conversations with Joe Burrow, Tua Takabaloa, Justin Herbert, and more. New episodes drop every Monday leading up to the NFL Draft. Just download the Sirius XM app, search NFL Draft previews, and enjoy. Muzz Skillings of Living Color each football season as Audible for Autism teams up with some of the area's best football programs, providing a platform for children on the spectrum and their families to have a life-changing and unforgettable experience. When they reach the Woody Hayes first, sorry about that, folks. I had, I had to pee. Okay, uh, Woody Hayes first, Fist, not first, Fist says, I love how the guests tend to open up and have fun on this show. Absolutely. That's one of Tony's trademarks is just having a conversation. He really listens to people. He doesn't have like a, like a list of questions that he has to ask. If the, if the conversation tends to go in a different direction, he goes right along with it. <laughs> Right, Harry? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Woody Hayes' fist. I know. I, I, yeah. yeah. Woody Hayes' fist uh -huh. ended up in a Clemson player's face, I think, yes. during a bowl game. 
Whoops. Your, Harry's mic isn't on. It might have been the Gator Bowl back in the late 70s or early 80s. That was the end of oh. Woody Hayes. Yeah. He punched a kid on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's no good. Yeah. Woody was awesome, man. Love Woody <laughs> Hayes. <laughs> you like that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, but not, not how it ended his career, though. No, but... By the All way, right. Ghostleaf's got the most amazing endorsement from somebody that wore. Uh, I have to look. Yeah, it up. I know who it is. It's uh, it's it's uh, Tom Barnett. Yeah. Who does the Warriors? He used to play. Is it? Oh. No, is it Tim Barnett? It's. Uh, Hold on, let me see if I can find it really quick. It's Barnett's his last name. He works with. Uh, Not the great Dick Barnett. No, played no, for the Jim Knicks. Jim Barnett. Jim Barnett, oh. who does the Warriors and played. And he also works with, uh, what's his name, Rick, Rick Barry out there. Oh, okay. And they play basketball together, but they're older, so it's hard for them to play around. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, we're back, and it's, uh, it's a beautiful Thursday. Actually, it's Tuesday. It only feels like Thursday. It does. That would be Thirsty Thursday, though. Yes, indeed. Are we going to bring that back? Yeah, absolutely. People love when we, we bring We need to the, get a Thirsty Thursday back. sponsor. All right. Remember, we used yes. to give away beer coolers on Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. You know the rolling coolers? Yeah. We used to give those away. People would, people would like, line up and think that everybody – it was like we were giving away manna from heaven. You would think they wanted the beer cooler because those ones on the wheels, you know, you pull up the, right. the handle and then you just roll it on down. We still have one. I have one in the. I have one in my alley. We no. were giving away the Corona we, I vaccine. I threw that one out because it finally died. The, you threw away my beer rolling. Kit. It was only like 15 years old, Robin. It had holes in it, but it still was a good item. Hey. It's a quality <laughs> item. As long as it doesn't leak. Hey, Tony, uh, I just really quick, because this is a brand new item for most people. The commercial just ran. Uh, some of the people that were on the Twitch uh, chat room during the commercial break, we were talking about it, but um, the ghost leaves kinesiology tape sleeves that uh, you can purchase at ghostsleeves.com. I just want to give a really quick endorsement from somebody that is just, they, they were giving it out at um, Super Bowl down in Miami. We were giving out samples. Mm -hmm. And Jim Barnett, who... Um, out on the West Coast, a great Jim Barnett with the Warriors organization. Yes. He received one of these and out of the blue sent a an email to Darren Lancaster, who is one of the owners um, and inventors, and said that he wishes that he had these available during his years from 40 to 65 when I was playing Masters basketball. They never slip down as ordinary sleeves do. They stay firm in place, and they provide terrific support. Since I can't play ball anymore, I use them for walking. My knees don't take a beating as they normally do on two- to four-mile walks. They make the walks more pain-free, and I truly think they have helped keep swelling down on my knees. Um, so if anybody has any kind of knee issues. I got knee issues. I need one for my neck. I need one of those. Go neck. A neck sleeve. A neck sleeve. Yeah. Neck sleeve. That's like exactly. a scarf. You can use it as a scarf. Exactly. Too. We got masks though. We wanted, you know, we were all protected when yeah. we went to the store today. Right. Amy Trask going to join us next hour. Now I don't know whether I should rip Robin or thank her. Remember wow, this is, how can there be one or well, the other? I'm just oh, saying. I know. That's. You remember we were talking about? I forget it was yesterday or the day before. 
people are so bored on social media. They're sending out these things where you pick three. Yeah, pick one, know, get rid whatever. of one. Right. Robin <laughs> included us on one. I don't know if you even saw this. I didn't see this. Sometimes you are manage to avoid this he, stuff, well, and it's brilliant. Yeah, he ignores stuff yeah. that I post. Yeah. I, I love that about him, actually. <laughs> I didn't see it. When because, I see Robin, I see her stuff. Yeah, but when people and answer. And I see her, tweet, her Twitter feed, too. Right. <laughs> when people answer. It comes, all the answers come into your Twitter feed. So I'm getting all these two, four, A, one, five. It's like bingo. And I'm like, what the hell is this about? It's about meat, toast, and coffee. I didn't see that. Yes. You didn't see that? It's no. very important. These are the things that people need to know during this coronavirus <laughs> quarantine. If I see Here, one more room. Is. All right, so you got oh, – oh, I've seen that. That's actually pretty cool. You've seen that? Did you, know, you answer it, it? No, I didn't answer it. I don't have time. I can't have bread, so I don't want to see burnt toast. You know, that's Jim Nance's favorite, by the way. What, burnt toast? Burnt toast. He I would did pick not... six. That's a... So, yeah, you have the different cuts of meat. Oh, yeah. the, different, the same cut of meat. It looks like a nice piece of steak. So you got one is really rare, then two is a little medium. Right. And then you start getting to five, which is basically shoe leather. Shoe leather. Yeah. Now – the reason I posted this, though, was it actually came from Bert Kreischer. Oh, Bert oh, Kreischer did yes. that? Love Bert. Bert Kreischer. we got to get him on the posted. show. We do need to get him on the show. And he and I were exactly the same, except he drinks his coffee black. So well, so was, do I. So he's my one for A, and you were one for D. Yes. Wow. Now, speaking of burnt toast, because remember, the f- former Philadelphia Eagles secondary now. People, right. There's always that one guy on every team in the NFL. Right. That everybody calls toast. Yeah. Right? Because he gets burnt all the time. It was Izell Jenkins Izell way Jenkins back in the day. was the original toast in Philadelphia <laughs> back when people started saying he got toasted. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of you got jacked up, which they can't do anymore. Right. Remember that ESPN yeah. was doing oh, jacked yeah. up? And then that became too violent. Mm-hmm. And they had to stop saying jacked up and playing that segment when they would show a big hit of the NFL yeah. or a big hard tackle. I used to love the way Tom Jackson would say it. Oh, yeah. He got uh, he was so great. Jacked up. Let's go to the phones. 1-4-A is also the choice of the Swiss cheese bandit. The guy, remember him? The, was <laughs> sitting do. in his car here in Philadelphia, the Swiss cheese bandit. They caught him. And he wasn't oh. making sandwiches. No, I could no, tell you that. Let's go, to, let's go to Bill in the suburbs, the very, very exclusive suburbs of Malvern, where I'm not allowed to even drive through that area anymore. <laughs> Bill, what's going on, man? Tony, Harry, Ms. Robin, it's great to hear you guys back on the radio. This is fantastic. Thank you, Thanks. sir. Thank you. Now, I, I did want to just call in something that just, just registered. Was uh, you guys talking about the, the return of Thirsty Thursday? Yes. Now, I, I do want to bring back a memory of the, the old show. I called in years ago, and it, this is still a point of contention that, that I'm still a little, I am pissed off about. Now, Wait, that's Harry's I, I line called, right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> I am pissed off. <laughs> Harry's got that copyrighted. <laughs> So, needless to say, I call in on a Thursday when you guys were giving away coolers that were sponsored by a beer distributor that will remain nameless. No free ads. But No, it was over there. It was Jersey. What was the name of the place there? There's multiple locations. Roger Wilco. Roger Wilco. (laughs) Roger Wilco stories, yes. So, needless to say, it's a Thursday, and you guys are going off the rails, and I call in. And I'm bringing the alacrity, but the first thing I said was, guys, I want to be in contention for a cooler. And, you know, I go on, make my points with that and the other. And, Tony, you, you, I swear, you said, Bill, we love your responses. However, the first rule of the cooler club, 
if you don't ask for a cooler. You're right. damn no. right about that, pal. It's like the fight Club. That's the Fight Club, the Cooler Club, man. Well, no. <laughs> that, there it is. Not Joe well, Canals. No, Joe Canals is different. This is Roger no, Wilco. No, no. Roger Wilco. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> well, now I want to call in with that memory. I have to oh. say thanks for what you guys are doing. You guys are doing great, and it's uh, great to hear you guys back. The first rule about well, cooler thank you, Bill. Don't if we give away coolers cooler. again this summer, if we have a summer... I'm going to put yeah. you right up there in the hopper. I don't know if summer comes back to 2022, Tony. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, I do remember The that. hopper. Oh, that's yeah. funny. As, yeah. as we like to say on this show, Harry. Stay thirsty, my friends. Or. Stay thirsty, mis amigos. You know, they oh, got yeah. rid of that guy that's in a right. hurry, you notice? Yeah. Remember when they got rid of the original mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. The, the Dos Equis guy? He was there for a long time. He was time. there yeah. for a long time. He's a friend of the show. I right. hope we hung out with him. Great guy. He was a neighbor. Right. He lived on a boat in Marina Del Rey. Weren't we... you saying that he wasn't allowed to talk that's about that Because character? that's not his voice. Right. He, he was he not acted. allowed to say, they stay thirsty, yeah. my friend, in public. Because he's actually this short little Jewish man, and mm-hmm. he has a sort of, you know. Heavy New York accent. Yeah. yeah. Did not sound at all like um, the guy who actually voiced him. So then they, they replaced him. Remember they sent him to the moon? Yeah. Remember the big mm-hmm. send-off? They flew him to the moon, and he gets off, and there's hot chicks there waiting for him? Right, right. I'd do the same thing, hey. man. After all that <laughs> pipping of beer all those years, <laughs> you get me on a spaceship to the moon? With a couple chicks? Maybe this Musk guy has something. <laughs> Elon <laughs> Musk is out there waiting for me with a Tesla? And, and instead of driving around the rover, I'm driving a Tesla around <laughs> on the lunar surface? Well, you heard you that. Me? That was the the Asian, like this big Asian billionaire, was interviewing women to go on a space mission with him. Mm. I, I would interview them too. You know, you want to you want to wait. You don't, I don't just care go how with anybody. rich you are or how rich I would ever be. I would never pay to go to Mars. Would you? No. It's going to no. take like a year to get there. I'm hoping Two. everybody else goes to Mars, and I'll just stay exactly. here. I think it's like a ten year round trip. Something like that? Nobody really? got time for that, especially me. <laughs> I don't want to come back when I'm 78 years old. Unless you've got, like, I'll you be on Mars and my security, social security checks will be coming to the Earth. What the hell good is it? Somebody will steal your identity and then collect your exactly. social security checks while you're wasting away on Mars. Right. You're going to have to go all, uh, what's his name? It was in the movie where wrong. he had to grow his own virus, uh, his own plants and stuff. Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. That was horrible. Man. It was bad. That was horrible, that movie. I was wrong. It is a, it's nine months, approximately, travel time from Earth to Mars. And yeah, then, I said a year. Give or take a couple to, months. But it's 500 days at, in Mars before you can go back. It's guess a year and a half. Football, see if there's football. Right. And I can get it up there on the dish, I'm set. That's all I need. If I can get the gambling and I can get it on the dish and I can get Andrew Siciliano on the Red Zone channel from Mars, yeah. I'm good. As long as you have a Southwest exposure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's the view? We're coming back in the next hour with more fun, as you can tell. The great Amy Trask will be here next. Actually, we have one more segment before she comes on, Tony. I know. I said next hour. I should have said next hour. Um, we, uh, Heath, I don't know if you're listening. I'll be sending you a T-shirt or uh, uh, an email in a minute. But another T-shirt idea, because Tony has his beautiful T-shirt, signature T-shirt line going. Mm-hmm. Your T-shirt, you should have, I am pissed off. That's one of your signature lines, right? Or get out, get or out. Get out, get out, or I am pissed off. And um, the way they're going to be, Tony, is just like 
how we made them before where it says the quote and then your signature underneath it. So we'll need to get Harry's signature to put on the T-shirt as well. Philly Cheese 2020 says, if I keep up all this laughing, I'm going to need some Depends. I got some of those, actually. I don't need them anymore. (laughs) That's why I had to go to the bathroom. Yes, Amy's at 420. Who? Yeah. Yeah, so who do we have tomorrow? I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, John Clark? Okay, great. I was not inside your head at that moment. Uh, He mentioned it earlier. (laughs) I know. Yes. <laughs> but you you went back into a previous conversation uh-huh. without warning. You got to keep uh, all the conversations <laughs> rolling. All right. I would go two on the fillet. Two. Five on the toast. I can't believe we're actually doing five that, that dark. Yeah. Wow. And I go C on the on the uh, Java. Okay, so you're close. We're like. I don't understand the people that would go five on the steak, though. No, you know who does that? No. My sisters. I know. My sisters. People that don't like meat. Yeah, my yeah, sisters. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll, when we're grilling, you know, I like it medium rare. Yeah. I'm like two or three. I don't want to go one. I don't want it super rare. Right. But like five, that's you're basically ruining a steak. Right. If you put five, the people that put five on then dump all kinds of A1 on it. Too. Yeah, it's just like, to add you're not moisture really and flavor. The meat. You're not tasting the meat because you cooked all the flavor exactly. out of it. Exactly. Exactly right. Harry doesn't sign checks. He cashes them. <laughs> Says M. Proch of one. Um, did you want to do the um, Florida update during this segment and then come back with Amy? Yeah, we got to do that. Okay. This is a great story. What's that? Florida? Yeah. Okay. Where can I find it? Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. It is the witching hour. No, that's what they say on the Red Zone channel when they're at the three, you know, at four o'clock or five o'clock when the early games end. Yes. And then the late games start, the witching hour. Is that later on in the night? I forget. I got to get Andrew Siciliano to tell me when the witching hour is during the football season, if there is a football season. Oh, man. We'll have a Florida update from Miss Robin coming up here in a moment. Oh, yeah? And it's a good one. It's a combination Florida and lawyer update, all wrapped up into one. Florida, of course, the big story in Florida is the WWE is the only essential operation. Not essential oils. Right. I, can you sell essential oils right now in this climate? What are essential oils? They are essential. So They're called yes. essential oils. What happens if you go into Michigan where the governor has pretty much banned people from buying anything and you say, hey, I need some essential oils. I'm getting ashy here. It's getting cold again. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like, she banned... Buying a garden hose or something. Yeah, yeah the garden sections the... and the seeds and all the you know you want to go in and like I, if I had if I couldn't plants. buy my you seeds, can't buy plants. Can't right. buy plants. I got my garden already started. I already right. have my parsley and my basil and all my herbs and tomato plants started. Right. Imagine the poor people in Michigan where it's colder, and they can't start their seeds and go what? out and start, plant what? a backyard garden. Why not? I mean, how how is she sitting said, out in the garden? Well, she said that the only reason you should be going out to buy anything is if it's for food items. Oh, if really? you're not buying food items, what then happens you if don't you live off the land? There. You got a couple of acres I on know. the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. You're a youper, and you're in yeah. the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, with like Steve Mariucci, 
and Tom Izzo. What about if you just want to go outside in your yard and enjoy exactly. you know, planting some What happens if you need some Scott's Turf Builder? Right. And you want to feed it. Feed your garden. Feed it. Lawn. Feed your lawn. Feed your lawn. They got rid of that dude. The guy with the red beard. Wasn't he on Game of Thrones? I think so. Yes. Yeah. The guy was on everything for a while. Now he's gone. You know, it's good. He had his 15 minutes, and now that sucker's gone. He also did the Wyndham uh, commercials. With the Wyndham Gnome Hotel. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. With there the was gnomes. a couple different yeah. ones. That no, he, he was did. good. Yeah, he's I probably like still doing stuff. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Meanwhile, let's get it back to the, uh, to the show here. So coming up, a lot, a lot of talk today about sports, and now the columns out there by a lot of media people who are listening to these so-called experts saying that we can't have sports again until there's a vaccine for the coronavirus. Forget about mitigation and the curve turning and, you know, what was, it, what was the curve? What's the line about the curve? Flattening the Flattening curve. Flattening the yeah. curve. They can't do that for Peroni's disease, though, I don't think. You still have to <laughs> no. have so you got to go to a doctor well, yeah, for that. Yeah. But you don't have to go to a doctor to flatten the curve. If you don't have it, you sit at home, you self-quarantine. We've done it. We've been listening to all the, uh, the guidelines, right? right? We haven't broken any rules. Nobody's gotten sick in here. Nope. We're safe. Knock on wood if you're with me. Thank you. <laughs> we need a lot of wood here. I'm a little worried about Krause, though, standing so close to me. I know he is. Because he ducks out of here immediately after the show. And he's got places to go and people to see. And I'm wondering and if And some of those obeying. people are unsavory That's characters. That's what I'm saying. We need to, like, spray him down it's, with Lysol as soon as he walks through the door. When he walks, we've got to have, like, one. Of, you know how you have. Oh, he's got super oh, yeah. vitamin he C. He takes 69 vitamin Cs a day. <laughs> Well, the good thing about vitamin C chewable tablets, yeah. they go right through you. Well, yeah, you, you can't 68 o- of them out. You can't OD no. on vitamin C. It's a class B drug. Your body only absorbs what it needs. Wow. Exactly Now, right. Dean will refute that. <laughs> <laughs> you Dean realize will say that. if you have five vitamin Cs, <laughs> yes. it's good for you. But if you have six, you'll die. It's one of those things yeah. that you cannot overdose on. Exactly. Meanwhile, we've been talking about the sports. Will it come back in 2022? I think it's insane. Again, I don't know more than anybody else. I don't know more than uh, Peter King. I don't know more than anybody. I just listen to what people say. But just because one or two doctors now say, we have to have a vaccine, and that's 18-plus months ahead, that means there's no sports until 2022, which is absolutely, in my opinion, again, I I hope they're all wrong, and I hope all the things that we've seen projected have been, and many of them have Mm -hmm. been wrong. All of these graphs right. and charts about we need them. Yeah, the models. No model has been really correct. No. Well, well except the ones on Instagram. Well, Some of those are like always dead on. But They're here's on the thing. point. I'm finding new ones every day, Tony. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The only time models are going to be correct is yeah. if you can control all the variables. Anybody that's done any kind of scientific research knows this. And there is no way to control the variables that we have going on in the United States right now. So no model. None. Nothing that is out there right now will be accurate. Because it's all based on projections. It's like weather forecasts. You know, you're projecting when you're seeing a storm come. You don't know where it's going to hit. Now, they've been pretty accurate when they see a storm coming over the plains, and you know it's going to come and it's going to be windy. They were right about that. Hurricanes, you don't know which direction it's going to go. You make projections based on computer models. Yeah. And so that's what's happening. So I listen to the what the, the official people say. I don't listen to what pundits say or political hacks say. I just want to know what they're saying, and I do it. I'm compliant. Amy Trask is going to join us. Meanwhile, we got to do this story about Florida, though, because, you know, we, we, 
Harry, you're speaking you're of big, compliance, it's a Florida judge you're talking about. Yes, right? we got a Florida combo mambo package yes, we today. Do. <laughs> now, Miss Robin, of course, has been bringing you Florida stories for years. Before the Florida man stole her act, there was the Florida woman, Miss Robin, as we head down to where? Down to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. Everybody down there in Hernando Take County. Back and soaking up the rain. Pasco, Flagler, Every you name the county there. Hillsborough County. I'm looking for a lawyer. I'm looking for a judge, actually. Let's go to the judge's desk. She's not Judge Judy. She's not Judge Janine. She is Judge Robin. And the court is in session in Florida. Tony, let's go down to you. Flort. Flort? Where? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. We were there Fort for the Lauderdale. big taste of the NFL during yes. Super Bowl week. You know what hotel? What's the big hotel in Fort Lauderdale, Aaron? Legendary. Uh, the Breakers? No. no. Which one? Oh, shoot. The oh. Diplomat. Yeah, the Diplomat. Oh, I've never been old to, school. I've never been to Diplo. Lauderdale. You've never been to Fort Lauderdale, Harry? Diplo What's is a temple guy. He is? is he? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Oh, we need to get him on. That's not the Dutch guy. The other Dutch guy, what's his name? Tiesto. Tiesto. Oh, that's Tiesto. Right. Exactly. I, I want to get him on, too. I love Good him. club DJ knowledge. Yeah. Let's get back to Florida. But let's go down to Fort Lauderdale, where Broward Circuit Judge Dennis Bailey is not too happy with his county uh, attorneys of late. Because as of March 16th, the courthouses shut down. Right. Right? So, but they still have to conduct court business. Correct. So th- to be able to do that, they have started conducting Zoom meetings like pretty much el- everybody else in the United States, everybody in the world, actually. Zoom meetings. And they have since March 16th, they have conducted 1,200 Zoom meetings involving approximately 14,000 participants. Wow. So the person that needs to go to court, they're in their house. The attorney is in their house. The judge is in their house. And they put the Zoom meeting together and they conduct business. Well, Judge Dennis Bailey is saying to all of his attorneys, he now has put out this statement. It is remarkable how many attorneys appear inappropriately on camera, Bailey said in the letter. One male lawyer appeared shirtless, and one female attorney appeared still in bed and under the covers. And she's she's actually conducting court business under the covers in bed. So he while court's in wow. session. Here he comes said, the judge. Gosh darn it, folks! Get out of bed and put on some freaking clothes. Well, he didn't say it quite like that, but that's what I'm imagining. Did he and, have a gavel? Was he slamming it for all those idiots? Can you imagine? I mean, this is your job. Yeah, well, I mean, stay in bed. Like yeah, I mean you know what we're sports talk people, right? Yeah, I do. I'll do a Zoom thing tomorrow with the guys from Branded Sports. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, it's am I gonna? I get. I take a shower to do the thing. I don't. I don't even take a you shower for the show. Take right? a no, sh- come on, man. Now you did. You did do a show, but not. It wasn't a Zoom. It wasn't yeah. like visual. Right. It was an audio only. You did do it from bed once after you well, had your audio operation. Only, yeah, that was, was the, audio I did the pregame show with right. Harry on a Thursday right. night. I was sitting in my bed after surgery. Exactly, yeah. but video, you kind of take a little bit of care because you don't know who's going to be watching. And you're right. a lawyer, and you're charging somebody to represent them. Exactly. And then now, you're sitting in bed with your briefs on. Now your briefs off. Now here's the funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Judge Bailey, he is not making any exceptions for lawyers that are lounging in the Florida sunshine either because he says putting on a beach cover-up will not cover up your poolside in a bathing suit, he wrote. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is why people hate 
lawyers, Harry. This is why. This is why another reason why people hate, except some lawyers, wow. like Dan Lust, Esquire, and some of our other lawyer friends. So he's not too happy with his I don't attorneys. blame him. Did he say, you're out of order? You're all out of order. So you're telling me some guy probably in his 40s or 50s went shirtless. She went shirtless because he was probably out by the pool, right. you know, lounging. Because everybody has a pool down there. Oh, sure. You got and a so lanai. He, they have and, a lanai. Right. And yeah. then and then he looked at his clock and he went, oh, man, I have a court meeting. Right. And logged on to Zoom in his shorts with a little uh, margarita in hand. And, and he didn't throw a T-shirt on, at least. Apparently not. Wow. That's a, and that's Judge Bailey was none too happy, which I do not blame him for. Can now, you imagine being represented by somebody? These, we should rat out the chick that was in bed with the covers on. Now, I could see if you're the guy and you're ripped. Let's say you're a guy like like Sid. You're lifting weights like crazy. Now, are you talking you're, about the attorney or the plaintiff? Whoever the guy was that was shirtless. It was so the these, attorney. These were all att- he's right. talking to attorneys. I know. Judge is not saying anything about the uh, the plaint the the defendants that are on there. But you said an attorney came on. Yes. Yeah, these are all attorneys. I'm saying they're not properly dressed to get up and do legal things on a Zoom thing. I could see if you're ripped up and you're you know you're shredded. And what you about might- if you look like the American Psycho guy? From the movie, remember? Oh yeah. If you're like him and you're like you got Christian you got, Bale, yeah, Christian yeah, Bale yeah, in yeah. American Psycho, that was tremendous. And you got and you're like you got the mirror and you're looking at yourself yeah. and you know you're doing the whole bit and <laughs> <laughs> that movie was phenomenal. It's great. He wasn't great. a lawyer, was he? A lawyer? No, he was. I think a stockbroker. That's, yeah, right. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, another yeah. another really uh, disreputable uh, business to be in right now, Harry. <laughs> it depends. It's not like this business. Yeah, where we're here helping people. Right. They're ripping people off, Harry. And we don't do that on this show. They, well, this is just one little note to all the attorneys out there that are doing Zoom meetings. Learn from uh, uh, entertainment people, the people that are on the news. We know how to dress from the waist up. Yeah. You can do anything from the waist down. You could be naked for all you know. But as long as you're dressed up nicely from the waist up, nobody will know. But Except I'll tell you, you're the, bed. the best part of Christian Bale in American Psycho is he did love him some Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, yeah, that was fun. He did. Oh, yeah, he had yep. some great tunes going. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Was it Hip to be Square yes. was the big song in yes. there, right? Yes, he, he played the best of yeah. Huey. Because remember when he went through the whole nuance? He was playing like <laughs> playing Phil Collins mm-hmm. and then Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, that was great. i got to watch that again. i got to get a mirror on the side of the bed instead of up on the ceiling. Because right. he had the mirrors on the sides, you know. Mm-hmm. i got to upgrade my bedroom What was the after this pandemic is over. What was the line that was used several times in there about when somebody had to leave? I forget now. They have to go return some videotapes. Remember that? It was, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, benched yeah, yeah. by several different characters several different times. Huh. i got to watch that again tonight. Give me a little Huey Lewis in the news. But... God, I love that was my first experience with Rick Christian Bale at all, was that movie. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And Huey Lewis is still great. Oh. If you don't like Huey Lewis in the news, well, I don't like any news anymore except Huey Lewis and the news. If you were doing the 6 at 6.30 news on CBS, NBC, or ABC, I'd watch it. Right. Now I'm not. You know why, Harry? Because it's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. Here, there, and everywhere. Speaking of hip to be square, she's hip, she's not square, she's the greatest. The most, she really is the most powerful woman in sports. And she's going to join us next. She is the princess of darkness, they used to call her in Oakland. The great Amy Trask is going to join us next right here with Tony and Harry and the whole gang on Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. 
Wow. <laughs> we coordinated that very well. That was some good. So you that was some good the... crossfading there. It's like we planned it or something. Uh, yes. Yep. And you should have the number. Yeah, he reviewed a lot of albums. Remember, he's always talking about songs. He'd put the song, he'd put the uh, CD in. Well, yeah. he w it wasn't a CD. It was like the little cassette recorder the, with the headphones. He had one of those Walkmans, right? Didn't yeah, but that's when he walked around when he was working out. But when he listened in his bedroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had, uh, was, it an, was, it a, was it a cassette or was it a CD? I think it, it was, was a CDs. cassette. No, it was CDs. I think it was a CD, I think. Really? I thought it was an old school. What's the word I'm looking for? Status symbol. Yeah, remember remember the one where you put the five CDs under the yeah. carousel and you'd push it in the and then you change it to go and you were like really hot shit if you had like a five CD carousel of DVDs, mm -hmm. of CDs. I mean, they only spent seven million to make that. Movie. I know. Well, if you think about it, there weren't really that many locations, and a couple of restaurants. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we need to get Bruce Murray on. I, I got to rip him. I need to write it down. So, Bruce, 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 Bruce. Did I already write you down? I did already write him down. Why didn't I call him? The lady in red. <laughs> yeah. Susudio was the Phil Collins song. Yep. Oh, there, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Now, if that's a lawyer, yeah. and, you know, he's waking up, and he's, that's where he's, where he's, but he's a financial guy. Good, he got it. <laughs> God, I could have sworn it was a Walkman. Like a oh, there, there he is looking at himself while he's having sex. Yeah, that's the greatest scene in cinematic history. Where he's pointing at the mirror and he's winking at the yeah. mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like you you good. You you're awesome. Willem Dafoe. American Psycho. Jared Leto. Walkman. Chris DeBerg he had in there too, the lady in red. Yeah. Exactly oh, right. Look, it is that's a CD. Reese and he's talking. I told you he had a CD yeah. player. I thought it was an old school cassette Walkman. No. But it was a CD Walkman. You know what they call those, right? With the CDs in them? They weren't Walkman. What were they called? Discman. Discman. Disc that's right. That's great Discman knowledge, Harry. Yeah. Discman. There you go. It's hip to be. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Woody Hayes fist again. He goes, I started worrying about myself for liking that character. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting from home is clothing optional. Unless you have the video part going, then you need to be clothing optional from the waist down. Like, we, we could, nobody would know if we were all just in our underwear from the waist down here. Except for Krause, because he Now, Amy's sending me messages. Psst, Tony, pay attention to this, okay? Okay? Thank you very much, and hi. <laughs> Did you ever find that picture at the Super Bowl? No. Damn it, Robin. I have looked <laughs> everywhere. What about the one with Golik and all the guys there? You have I that do one have right? that one. Do you want me to pull that one up instead? Yes, please. Okay.
Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Back here in the wine cellar. And there's been a lot of whining going on. Not much from the host, but primarily from the callers and the people who are listening in on Twitter and on Twitch.tv, but not the people listening in on Sirius XM 211. But it's great to have one of my favorite, not just favorite, sports experts, favorite people on the planet's surface. The great. I called her the Princess of Darkness a little earlier. That's what they called her in the black hole. But I remember meeting Amy Trask back in 1990, 89 or 90 it was, Mm -hmm. when Mike Golick and I were doing the morning show at ESPN and we flew out to the Bay Area, Jack London Square, there was a Raider rally, and there was Amy Trask, and there was Mike Golick and JT the Brick. Big Raider fan. Raider legends. Oh, yeah, JT's been doing Raider stuff forever. And there was me with my bad haircut, with a nice shirt. It was pretty slim back then. But Amy Trask was the very first female front office poobah in the National Football League. 30 years in the front office of the Raiders. And, of course, now pretty much running all media. She writes for The Athletic. She's on CBS Sports breaking down football. She tells people what to do with the draft. She's the one who calms all the, all of the, lifting sh- the shifting ships at sea, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. The great Amy Trask joins us right now. How are you, Amy? I'm doing well, and thank you so much for having me. And just please promise that you won't say on air how long we've known one another, because that way someone could do the math and figure out how old I am. No, you keep, I keep getting older, and you stay the same age. <laughs> I mean, every time I, I see you. I knew I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, we, well, you know, obviously everybody knows who you are now. And one of my favorite things about you, not only do you know I mean, you pretty much do everything. You know, the big three. Now, is the big three coming back, or is that gone? Oh, we're working very, very, very hard to come back sooner rather than later. Um, I'm not sharing with you anything now that hasn't been public. We are looking into the possibility of doing something big brother, big three, where we quarantine people who are healthy, lock them up, so they're only healthy, tested multiple times in people who've been tested multiple times and are healthy in a house. And as I said, it'll be Big Brother meets Big Three. We're not going to do it if we can't do it safely, but it is something we're looking into. As long as it's not like the horse fiasco that was on the other day where people in their driveways was with cell phone cameras. Okay, well, let me just say that we've, we've been, it's been public for quite some time that we've been discussing this Big Brother, Big Three possibility. And, you know, I can be just a little bit, yeah, maybe a little snarky at times, so when the NBA ultimately came out and said, oh, we're going to do this great thing, we're going to have horse, I sent them a note saying, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I trust that this will be much better produ- produ- production-wise. That was pretty bad. It sure will. Oh. When you work with men like Ice Cube and Jeff Clanton, its production is going to be good. Yeah. I love Cube. He's one of my favorite guys. Now, Amy, I love that you tell it like it is, because I've always told it like it is, and especially with yep. this draft thing coming up, because we had people wearing John Harbaugh, Last week was worried about, oh, my God, they're going to crack. They're going to they're gonna infiltrate our private email, and, and we're worried about sharing information, and it's not going to be safe. And then Big Brother's going to come over, and there's going to be blimps flying over and black helicopters, and they're going to screw up the whole draft. But you've been the calming force here trying to get everybody to calm down. Well, look, there are things in life 
that really are hard. There are jobs, as we are seeing, that really are hard. Medical personnel, people cleaning and staffing and keeping open our hospitals, first responders, people trucking and stocking shelves and keeping stores open. You know what? That's hard. Sitting in your living room or your den or your bedroom or your patio and running a draft, that's just, it's not hard. And let me tell you, this is a view I've held since back to my almost 30 years I spent in the NFL when I would stand at training camp in the beauty of the Napa Valley on the sideline of the practice field, listening to general managers, head coaches, assistant coaches say to me, no one understands how hard it is. And I look at these people who are standing there in clothes provided to them by the team and washed by the team, eating meals cooked by the team, cleaned up after by the team, driving very nice cars provided for them by the team, gassed and washed by the team. It's just not that hard. Let's keep things in perspective, people. Damn right. As the great, uh, we play that cut all the time, the great, uh, the great Aaron Rodgers said, relax, R-E-L-A-X, man, relax. And, and you being from Berkeley and now living on the beach every day, you know how to relax, Amy Trask. Well, and let me just say that I love that Aaron Rodgers quote, but you, you, you kind of did one thing a little wrong. You should have said the great Aaron Rodgers, who went to the University of California oh, at Berkeley. I know. i, I got to get a Berkeley mention in there hey. all the time. And you're a lawyer. And, you know, I don't like lawyers. You're one of the lawyers that I actually like, Amy, because you, you're, a, you, you're a lawyer. You're an NFL executive. You pretty much run CBS Sports now. You run the athletic. You tell these people what to do and how to fix their problems. You tell them to sit down and shut up and just do the damn draft. I don't even run my own house, let alone run any of those things. But here's the secret. I have a law degree. But other than, def- other than defending dogs and cats and animals who've been disparaged on Twitter, I don't practice law. I don't either. I don't know. All that whining uh, sounds like a built, you know, they want a built-in excuse in case they're, you know, they're always, every year a couple teams blow the draft. Now they have a built-in excuse. And you know what I think would be a blast to do is about four years from now, let's compare data on a team-by-team basis and on a league basis and see, were there more misses on a percentage basis this year than any other year? Because you are absolutely right. There are misses every single year. Look, the draft's not a science. There's no enigma code you can crack. There's no Rosetta Stone. Because if there was, if it was a science, you wouldn't have men in the Hall of Fame that went undrafted. So, yeah, you know what? There's going to be misses. And you know what? There's misses every year. The great Amy Trask joining us and uh, talking about the draft. Now, the one thing that's certain this year, more than any other year, yeah, they can't bring the players in, but there's, has there ever been an era in football where as much film has been watched as there has in the last couple of months? What are these coaches doing? They're sitting there and watching film 24-7 now, right? And, and, you know, if I could jump through this phone line and if we were allowed to hug, I would jump through this phone line and hug you, but I can't and we're not allowed to anyway. But thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that because what is more important, watching film of a player on the field playing football or having another conversation with him about something dumb? Let me tell you, the time a scout walked up to me during my career and so proudly told me that he had asked a draft prospect, If you're a vegetable, what kind of vegetable would you be 
is that going to help him cover someone man-to-man? <laughs> is that going to help him with his pass rush? I looked at this guy like he was nuts. Well, it depends on the defensive back. I mean, some of the Eagle guys wouldn't know a vegetable from a, from a wide receiver, unfortunately. Well, that, the that's that's the cheap shot at the back. That, the, the best part of the whole story is that I said to him, all right, what vegetable? And he said, the player said a tomato. And I looked at him, I said, a tomato's not a vegetable. Let's move on. It's a fruit. That's right. Yeah. Did you know that, Harry? Tomato's yes, a did. fruit? Actually, I did. Amy Trask joining. Are you in, now, you're, every time I see you on Twitter, you're posting pictures from the beach and all this other stuff. Now, you're not allowed to go out there anymore, even to post pictures of beautiful sunsets or the, or the waves crashing on the shores, right? Correct. The beaches are currently closed in Los Angeles County. So when I am posting a picture, it is a picture I took just the day or so before the beaches were closed. Of course, you know, if you're in your car and you're driving down the street, or I should say I'm not the one driving. If you're in a car with someone with whom you're allowed to shelter who's driving down the road and you... Hold your camera up to the window and take a picture of the beach. You can use that also. But you are correct. Our beaches are currently closed. But that doesn't stop you, though. I mean, you're not going to be, we're not going to see you with a helicopter chasing you down the beach and the police officer no, trying no, to no, run no. and check. I'm obeying all. Uh, you know what? Um, this is a time for all of us to look out for one another and not to do selfish things. Hey, uh, Amy, you, you, you know that the, the interview process, though, is important when it comes to trying to figure out if guys really love to play football because at that level, regardless of talent, you really have to love to do it. And I think there is some value in that. But these guys are able to interview these guys over you know, Skype or Zoom to try to determine that, right? Right. There's this thing called cell phones right. and Zoom and Microsoft Office and Team and Look, let me tell you something. When I joined the NFL a billion years ago, we didn't have the Internet or email or, let me go all Bill Belichick on you, snap face. Snap face. (laughs) So, yes, I understand the value of talking to prospects. I also understand that there's these nifty little things called cell phones and FaceTime and, and tools that exist now that didn't used to exist. I saw one of your quotes you were talking about. People were saying, you know, these, these general managers and, and, and these coaches, they're not technically adept. They may <laughs> screw up these cameras that are sitting there as we're waiting for them to make the pick. And you said? If, you've got me, you know, if you could just see me right now, I'm like, my little hands are in little fists. I don't remember my exact words, but figure it out. <laughs> and if you're scared about security, bring down the cone of silence so I can get smart. By the way, these teams have huge IT departments who can call on the phone and talk people through things. It's just not that hard. And you said get your 14-year-old son or kid to come down and figure it out, right? (laughs) Yeah, get your son or your daughter. You've got a backup department there. Exactly, because kids know everything. I mean, they knew about Twitch before I did, and now I'm on Twitch and on SiriusXM. Now, are you listening you to me out so there cool. on the West Coast, Amy? Because I'm not in the West Coast anymore, and I used to I see know. you all the time. So now you can listen to me out there in Southern well, California or in Berkeley when you go back up north. We miss you in California. I miss you, and of course I'm going to list you. Of course I'm going to listen to you from wherever you are broadcast. Well, thank you, Amy. Thank. Now I showed that we had the picture back in the Raider rally. Back in 1989, I believe it was, in Jack London Square back in the day. And that's, uh, that was back, uh, you know, because you joined what? You, you, you went to the Raiders in 95 when they moved from L.A. back to Oakland, right? So that's how long you've been with them until, you, until, no, I, until I actually, 2013. I actually joined 
joined the Raiders um, in ninth. Well, I did an internship in like eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. I guess eighty three, eighty four, right around then. And I joined the Raiders a couple years later. So um, yeah, that goes way, 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 way back to the mid eighties. Exactly. Wow. It's not possible, is it? And you know, that- I really, I'm really loath to think about how many of your listeners weren't born then. Uh, so am I. So don't bring it up. All right, now, now, okay. So now you're no longer with the Raiders. Obviously, you're writing for The Athletic. You're on CBS. And you talked about the transition from L.A. back to Oakland. And I used to fly up to Oakland and San Francisco every weekend when I was doing the Raiders postgame show with Bill Romanowski and the gang uh, when I lived in L.A. And all the Raider fans, you would see them on, on the planes. The Southwest planes were all full of Raider fans going up to Oakland when they were home from L.A. And now they're going to be going from Oakland and L.A. to Vegas next year, hopefully, this season, if there's football. So you, you, those planes are going to be packed the same way, right, just like they were, whether you're in San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. You're all going to be heading to Vegas this fall, hopefully. Uh, does, well, I won't be heading to Vegas because if there is a football season, I'll be heading to New York every weekend for CBS. But for the fans that are heading to Vegas, there's one other point, and you know this about Los Angeles, the bulk of the Raider fans in Los Angeles are in the area we call the Inland Empire, which is, you know, well towards the east. That's only about, what, a three, three-and-a-half-hour drive yep. to Las Vegas? So there'll be a lot of fans who might make a drive rather than jump on an airplane. I love the IE. we you know, we got to call it IE, Amy. I mean, say calling it the Inland Empire is, like, so east coast. you got to call it the IE. No. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try to get hit. <laughs> All right, so where will you be on draft night? Because everybody's doing their thing. The NFL Network and ESPN are apparently combining staffs because they can't open their facilities. So where will you be headquartered on the on well, draft? Well, I will be in my home, but look forward to be participating with some CBS Sports interaction, and, and we'll all be tweeting and sharing thoughts and, and doing things of that nature. I don't know yet whether I will be doing them on the radio, on Twitter, or in other manners, but absolutely look forward to being part of the CBS Sports team and doing my work from my home. Beautiful. Amy Trask, so Raiders, I mean, you're still, you have to, I know you say you're a Cleveland Brown fan to a lot of people, right? Is that true? No, 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 no. I say that I am a fan of those fans. Oh, okay, okay. I have a tremendous, a tremendous amount of respect for the way they support their team through thick and thin and a tremendous amount of empathy for what they have endured and they've stayed loyal. So I am a fan of those fans. I am too. I mean, I, I love the Cleveland Brown fans. You know, Raider dog fans, pound. the dog pound is yeah. the best. I mean, the Raider, you know, listen, well, the black hole is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. there many times, as you know, Amy. But the Cleveland Browns fans, you're absolutely right. They are the most loyal longest-suffering fans. I know Buffalo fans haven't won, but at least they've tasted a lot of success, unlike the Cleveland Look, there Browns. Are, there are, and I'm sure you're reason you're mentioning Cleveland is I've been doing a lot on the radio in Cleveland of late, so I've had a lot of this on Twitter, but I'm fans of a lot of fan bases. There are fans that are supportive of their teams, and I love fans who can support their teams passionately but also respect fans of other teams who support their teams passionately. I do love about the Browns. You mentioned the dog pound, and they do something magnificent every year at training camp, which is find homes for shelter pups who mm-hmm. need to be rescued, and they do that as part of their dog pound effort, and I love that. Exactly. Well, then, dare I ask what uh, Amy thinks about the Eagles fan base? Oh, well, there was the time my parents were uh, with me at a game. They, they, by the way, when you talk about those Southwest flights, Los Angeles to Oakland, my mom and dad were on every single one. Um, and, and there was, let's just say, 
Yeah, I don't want to swear on the radio. I don't want to get you guys in trouble. Let's just say Eagles fans were never, ever, ever shy about articulating their views, even to parents who were sitting in the stands trying to just mind their own beeswax. Wait a minute. Aren't the Raider fans and Eagle fans pretty much the same fan base? Oh, no, don't start. You know I'm going to stand up for my Raider fans. I'm not ripping them. I love the Raider fans. They love me in the black hole. I would walk by there in the stadium. I took Robin down there once, and those fans were loving me. They're great fans. The Raider fans are great, 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 great fans. Um, I remember we were in Philadelphia to play the Eagles once, and my husband made that trip, and he came out a day or so after I did, and he was taking a jog in a Raider shirt through a park in Philadelphia, and he's getting booed because he's jogging in a Raider shirt, and he looks up, and the couple that's booing him, you know, he's expecting kids or, it's you know, some middle-aged couple just booing him as he's taking a jog in Philadelphia in a Raider shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Amy, you anticipate any craziness uh, towards the top of this first round with all these quarterbacks uh, this year? I think it's always fair to expect the unexpected. Um, you know, everybody is still declaring we're holding on to our picks, we're holding on to our picks, but I know how that works. A lot of times people say we're holding on to our picks, we're holding on to our picks because they want every other team to think, well, if I want that pick, I'm going to have to spend a lot of capital to get it. And then, of course, if the team doesn't trade the pick, they say, see, we told you we weren't going to trade the pick. Just don't believe anything anyone's saying, okay? (laughs) But Joe Burrow's going number one. Is there any way, shape, or form that the Cincinnati Bengals aren't going to take Joe Burrow number one? Boy, I sure hope they do. We had an opportunity to have him with us on our show at CBS Sports Network, and I had a chance to interact with him. And this is a magnificent young man, not simply on the field, but what he would be in terms of, you know, the, the face of a franchise, representing a franchise, is just really special. Amy Trask, and, hi, and you didn't say hi either, because one of the things Amy does on Twitter, and everybody loves it, she, everybody she responds to, and she says, and hi. Well, you know what? Um, and that's just not about Twitter. I love to say hi to people. When I'm on the street, I say hi. When I'm in an elevator, I say hi. Of course, all of this was before, you know, distancing. Mm-hmm. But I love to say hi to people, and I consider, you know, my Twitter feed is Twitter Street for our Twitter village, so I like to say hi to people. But you always end it with, and hi, by the way. You know, it's like, by the way, hi. Yeah, hi. I like that. No, I love that's it. Why, and, that's why, and by the way, that's why I hadn't said hi to you yet. I was going to do it at the end, but I'll do it now. Hi. <laughs> hi, Amy. Say hi to Harry. Say hi to Robin. Hi, everybody. <laughs> See, when I'm out walking in my neighborhood, Tony, I, I try to wave to everybody. In yeah. my, they, don't look, they don't wave back. Well, you heard, Amy. She said, if you were, were you wearing a Raider jersey or an Eagle no, jersey? No, I have no, no, no affiliation with any team on. You had black on. Maybe they thought you were a Raider fan. Oh, maybe. So many people, though, are just staring at their phones and their little screen. They don't see what's going on in the yeah. world around them. So I like that. I like that, Amy. No, I love it. I mean, everybody, and, and people who don't even know Amy, they just contact. They just say hi. They go on Twitter just so she can say and hi back to them. And, and you know what's really fun about doing it in elevators and hotels? Um, and, and through CBS Sports, I, for the last number of years, I go to New York every single weekend. So I'm in a hotel every single weekend in Manhattan in elevators up and down to the rooms, and I say hi to everybody. And the other thing I do is I say, where's everybody from? And you can be in an elevator in a hotel in New York, and, you know, there's times in one elevator I'm meeting people from Dubai and Italy and, you know, uh, Nigeria and, you know, Japan, and it's, it's just places all, you know, 
Um, there was one elevator in which we had someone from Israel and someone from Egypt and someone from Dubai and someone from France and someone from Switzerland. And you just look at each other and say, you know what? We could probably solve so many of the world's problems if we just did it together in elevators or otherwise and sort of took out all the middlemen. So do it. Say hi to people. Introduce yourself. Find out where they're from in the world and, and make a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, you're almost bringing me to tears now, Amy. I mean, I'm... Well, I got to give you a roaring round of applause for that. Oh, thank you, Amy Krask. I, I really never called you the Princess of Darkness. That was the Raider Nation, but I don't think that's an insult. I think that's that's, that's an homage. homage. You know what? I'll tell you this. Um, that first came out when Mike Silver wrote a piece in Sports Illustrated, and he noted that a number of people in the NFL, and they said it off the record. You know, we call her the princess of darkness. And it was not intended as a compliment. It was intended as an insult, insult, insult. Well, Raider Nation embraced it, and I embraced it, and I think it's the best nickname ever. I will forever cherish it. So even though someone said it to be mean, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we love her too. Amy Trask. Amy, thanks so much for coming on. Always good to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Amy and Trask. Hi. 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 And hi. <laughs> not yet. I need a couple of beers. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not even buzzed right now. No, she, how, she's the most positive, yes. incredibly bright. I mean, she's just a perfect human being. And wow. she knows more about football than 99% of the guys who get on Twitter and Facebook and, and have jobs in media who think they know about football. Man. That's why. That's how great she is. All right, we're coming back. We should take some phone calls on our big finale here. We have open lines, 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. You call, we talk. Stick around. Sirius XM 211. Oh, Tony? You can't crash yet. <laughs> Who's crashing? I just, I heard your energy level just go down. Oh, do you? Beautiful. So, want to send it to me or do you want to do it? No problem. You can, do you want to just do it since you have it up? Oh, the employees and stuff? And somebody ended up paying 40 for it, 40 grand. No wow, way. that is freaking yeah. awesome. Uh, send me the link. You do the story. Send me the link, and I'll put the photograph up. Or just give me, what's the, uh, what's the restaurant name, Florida? Okay. Just respond to that one, to Tony and me, so that, because apparently my phone still thinks that you're, you don't exist. Oh, okay. Email. Gotcha. Um, blip, blip, blip. What was I going to say? Oh, there it is. This is so awesome. 
Oh, and it gets better. I'm not going to give it away since we're gonna, you're going to do the story. But the person who bought it. That is, is it Mac versus Mac? <laughs> no. What a great story. Okay. I'm ready for it. Who's the person who bought it? Uh, not the name, but yeah. what he is. I'm I'm trying to be vague so that the people on Twitch are going to hear the story ah. for the first time. Himmel Rover 1977. Yes, Harry is the man. Harry's pretty epic. CJM says, Harry, you're epic. You're a little like Tom Tolbert here in the Bay Area. Yeah, he's awesome guy. I know. I love always seeing him at big fight weekends in Vegas, yeah. sitting in the front row in the MGM Grand Sportsbook, man. Yeah. Front row. What is he, like 6'8"? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Great guy. He is a great guy. Bigger than life. How long, you've been doing radio a long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's not one of the people that got let go, is he? No. No, he's still there. Okay. No, Ralph Barbieri is the guy that got yeah. his partner for a long time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I've never heard of old Rip Van Winkle bourbon. Me neither. I like the bottle. Oh, that's it right there? Yeah. 25 years. I mean, how much would it would a bottle normally go for? No idea. Really? That much? Some of them are a couple grand, yeah. Scotches and all that, but that's real old ones. Rip... Van Winkle Bourbon Price. Dat's re Restaurant Group. Um. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Well, we were talking draft day in the last segment with Amy Trascarry, but not bad Kevin Costner movies. Not that draft day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, did you like that movie, Harry? Uh, I actually watched it not too long ago. I think right right when this thing started to hit, it was on. I, I just, because I never saw it. I watched it. I actually thought it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. horrific. Most sports movies are horrific. You know what I'm saying? Now, we have a positive Florida story here, Tone. Well, the other Florida story was positive. It was a judge telling lawyers to not sit in bed when they're working and defending a client uh, when court's in session on ho at home on a Zoom thing. Well, right. If you're a lawyer, you don't have to put the three-piece suit on and the tie clasp. And, and slick the, your hair. Exactly. And, you know. yeah. Do all that stuff. But there are a lot of people who have gotten in trouble. Um, it was trending for a while. There was a trending hashtag called Poor Jennifer. Did you see that? Yes. No. It was like a week or two ago. Um, and it was a woman who was in a Zoom meeting with probably 12 other coworkers. And she just forgot. She completely forgot that this was a video conference call. And she took the the computer, her laptop, into the bathroom. Into with the bathroom, her. yeah. And she did not. Went turn, number two. Yeah, she did not turn the computer back yeah, around. Yeah, I saw that. I remember that. Yeah. 
And was it, her name Karen? Nice. No, Jennifer. Well, Karen's the new thing now. Like any chick that's like dumb or you disagree with, you call her Karen. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know where that came from. I don't know from. either. That's insulting where, to people named Karen. Where does any of this stuff? I don't come know. I don't know. Yeah. People have a lot. Well, we had, you know people have a lot of time on yeah. their hands. Right. <laughs> right. Or as the but great this... Rick Sutcliffe said when he was drunk on ESPN oh. baseball many years ago. It's not that busy, man. That was that's it's just that, that that lives busy. on forever. That one. Not, I got to find to that, that Matt Vaskersian, the great <laughs> Matt, Matt Vaskersian. Yes. Yeah. You have a story that affects. This is such a great story because one of the uh, categories of people unemployed who are really, really hurting probably the most are restaurant workers. Right. And uh, Suzanne and Roger Perry own the business Dats Restaurant Group Dats. in Tampa, Florida. So maybe Dats. maybe uh, D A T S D A T Z. Oh, not D's nuts. No, no, no that's not a different nuts. place. Dats that's a different place. Restaurant Group in Tampa, and they've taken a huge hit with the coronavirus. They've had uh, went from close to 400 employees to just 27, Tony. Mm. And uh, they were trying to figure out a way to raise money to keep their skeleton staff. Aid uh, to keep going. So, a uh, last resort, they came up with an idea. They went into their inventory of booze mm-hmm. and found a 25 year old bottle of old Rip Van Winkle bourbon. Old Rip, was it sleeping in the, the basement somewhere? <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't put you to sleep. <laughs> you know? But they Googled it to see what prices were online, and they saw that, you know, anywhere from $17,000 to $26,000. Wow. Yeah, I just Googled it, and I saw one for Can I get it at the now, now shuttered fine wine and good spirit stores? we got to find out from our buddy Ed Nast. I think they have it at Roger Wilco over <laughs> in Jersey. <laughs> but uh, offers for the rare spirit started rolling in, but they were much less than $20,000. They started to get discouraged and then all of a sudden they got a bid for a 17 that would have been around seventeen thousand dollars and the guy wanted to come and hand it to them he wanted to bring in the check wow okay they get they get the check and they realize it was written for forty thousand dollars wow. for the bottle of booze so 20 over what they'd hoped to get for it. that is amazing and it turned out that this person is a local veteran and a philanthropist who likes to keep it very low-key and humble we so but he gave them 40 grand that is knowing awesome. what they were trying to do and paid it in twenty thousand more for the bottle of booze than he Otherwise, and, and the bottle was sitting around. They didn't go out and just buy it for twenty grand. They probably had it no, around they had in their it. collection. They, have, they yeah. had it in an inventory, apparently. That's awesome. It's pretty that cool, is right? Awesome, awesome stuff. Let's go out. Of, speaking of inventory, there's not much in Vegas right now because everything's shut down there too. So we go to our official Vegas correspondent, the great David Conrad in Las Vegas. David, what's going on out there, man? Tony, Harry, Miss Robin, what's happening? Uh, it's pretty much quiet here, just as it is in Las Vegas. Yeah. The strip is empty. Not that busy, it's man. It's not that busy. <laughs> the fountain is the is the are the fountain is like the Bellagio fountain still on, even though there's not going to be a draft. Did they shut all that down, or is that still going, even though there's nobody there? I've been out of the house for four weeks. So you don't even know <laughs> if the Bellagio fountain is. They're not playing great songs. My favorite song when I go by there and they play it, Harry. I think you and I were standing there once when they play "Time Time to Say Goodbye." Right, Robin? Oh, Tony cries every time. My Bocelli? Really? Yep. Oh, Andrea yeah. Bocelli and... Um, well, he, well, he just did that. He must have piped it in from uh, Italy, right? No, no. Bocelli was just singing in Milan the other day mm-hmm. on Easter Sunday. Right, I heard that. It, it, it was unbelievable. But you like the version with Sarah Brightman. I love the version with Sarah Brightman. That gets me every time when they play that at the Bellagio Fountain. It's phenomenal, man. 
So you haven't left your house in Las Vegas? I've been quarantined myself. Uh, Even what's-his-name left his house in Las Vegas in the most depressing movie ever made, Leaving Las Vegas. Did you ever see that one, that Nicholas uh, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage yeah. movie? I think they show yeah, that I, movie. I got, they show that movie. At, they show that movie at AA meetings. Do you realize that? Mm-hmm. I'm not making that up. They show leaving Las Vegas yep. at AA meetings to try Harry, to show. I got bar reserve. I call my. I put an order in. It's here in three or four days. Boom. Right. Tito's right at my front door. There you go. Beautiful man. Any locusts I mean, out there? What's going on as far as like locusts and? Uh, there's all kinds I, of infestations. I want to give you guys a positive. You know, everybody, you know, when you look at the uh, 5 o'clock news, I can't stand watching that anymore. My wife, she works uh, in Henderson Hospital. They're letting people, there's empty beds. Uh, and the uh, hospital staff is um, asked to go on, not for a low, but basically take vacation time. We're blessed. We've only had, uh, I think as of today, 17 deaths. And I know other parts of the country are decimated. I know, man. David, yeah. I, I, I hear it, man. I hear it in your voice, and I know what a great guy you are. You've been a great supporter of the show. And yeah, I know it's hard for everybody, and especially you. You know, your wife's in the medical profession. She works at Anderson Hospital. You know, we did our own. Uh, I worry more about infecting her. That's why I stay home than anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. No. That's, uh, so and that's... her demeanor, you know, four weeks ago was, uh, we got her first confirmed case but she's not anywhere near that and you can see her disposition change and now um she has to treat a few of them and her description of uh what they're going through is pretty devastating but i'm going to tell you something turn off the five o'clock news yep go walk your your family and loved ones Stay home. Order your Tito Vodkas from whoever you got to order from to get delivered. And enjoy life. You're absolutely right, my friend. And with, that's, what I, that's my motto every day. You don't know what's going to happen 10 hours from now. You know it's not going to happen. You wake up every morning and you give thanks that you're still around and you're healthy and your family's healthy. And that's all you can do. We can't control any of this stuff. All we can do is try to keep a positive, upbeat a sense of, of, of self, of importance. You know, the grand scheme of things, we're not really important. We're just all ants on right. this big planet. And we just try to take care of those we can. We try to make people laugh, try to keep people happy, and just positive. Because there's so much negativity, and people don't know what to do when they hear no sports until 2022. It's not just about missing games. It's about people missing their lives. It's about people missing jobs that they won't have mm-hmm. to go back to. So that's, that's no, the I, biggest can, thing. That's the biggest Tony, thing to overcome, Dave. Tony, I connect with my neighbors every day, and... Uh, when I get an order or delivery of extra milk or eggs, you know, make sure their kids are taken care of and so forth. What, what's interesting about this whole thing is, and you were taught as a kid, what do you do when you come in from outside? You wash your hands. Yep. All the basic things of uh, washing your hands and doing that. Well, away from home from work, right, and we discussed this uh, when things start really getting serious at the hospital, I said to her, I go, well, you get in the car, and let's say your clothes have um, the coronavirus on your uniform, whatever it is, and, and they're all covered up and everything else, but just say whatever. 
you know, I said, you got to sanitize your car and put a towel over your seat. And when she comes in, and this is what I recommend to everybody, if you go out in your environment uh, that you could potentially, I'm not talking about going in your backyard or something like that, but if you go out and uh, you could be uh, contaminated, you come in, take your clothes off. My garage is right by the uh, uh, laundry room. She puts her stuff in there. Mm-hmm. She takes her clothes off. We sanitize the area where she is. She goes right back. She takes a shower. And guess what? I'm not worried. I'm worried about everybody else. That they, you know, uh, it's not, I, I can see what's going on on TV. People are not sitting at home here in Vegas. But it, and I'm not sure if we're just, you think about this town too, Tony. Everybody comes in and out of this town. Yep. And we have a ton of elderly people live here and veterans that live here and snowbirds that live here and, um, we're blessed that um, not many people have passed away. I don't know if it's the uh, the governor shutting down the casinos and so forth. And uh, they'll all come back, believe me. No, we'll all will. be back one day, better than ever, unified. Well, stay positive and stay strong, David. We know you are. Uh, you're a great guy. You're a great uh, supporter of us, and we appreciate all you're doing out there, and you're, doing, you're, you're handling it the right way. And so is your wife, who's out there on the front lines of this. And we really appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for checking in today, pal. God bless you all. Thank Thanks, you, too. There he is, David, out in Las Vegas, talking about the life out there in the city. And his wife comes home from work, and you hear that stuff. You, mm. you get your go. Robin and I, you know, we had our gloves. We have our masks. We have all of our mm-hmm. wipes. We go to the supermarket this morning. We, it's the first time we've been out in probably almost a week. Yeah. And everything's wiped down. We have the Clorox wipes in the car. Mm-hmm. They now have them again at the stores, and you wipe it down, the car and everything else. So you got to do – you got to be careful. But the thing about washing your hands and having to keep reminding people it's to wash It's amazing that it took yeah. a pandemic to get to f- people to wash their hands. You know, David's call kind of uh, – you know, we have us earlier in the show saying we, we were talking about getting back and doing stuff, and then David – showing the other side of it. And I think that there's a real fine balance between having compassion for everybody. And we need to have that. We've lost some compassion in the world for the last probably 30, 40 years. It's been scientifically proven that people just don't think of other people as much as they used to. And we need to get some of that back, but we also need to stay positive and have be hopeful. And by doing that, talking about what we are going to do in the future is part of it. Yeah. You know, we can't just. Be I'm not doing giving it. up on the future. Exactly. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. You know, I'm, I'm getting older and, you know, people talk about I'm in that age group where you have to worry about stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to sit around and worry about things that I can't control. So you try to control the environment around you and keep yourself and other people safe. That's all we can do. We want to thank everybody for joining us today. The great John McMullen talked a lot of football. Timmy Brando, how great was he? Oh, that was awesome. And of course, the incomparable Amy Trask. Poor Olive. Yeah. Enjoy that uh, beer up there, the Coors Light Olive and the company and the family up there in uh, Seminole, Pennsylvania. Give Zabe another one of those, though, before we, we get Zabe out of here. give Zabe one more time? Yeah. Is that yeah. his fault? There it is. Hey, to do it to the guy because we love Zabe. We'll be back tomorrow. You know who's going to? Jason Stark will talk oh, baseball yes. with us tomorrow. And a whole bunch more. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, and the whole gang. Sirius XM 211. Good night, everybody. There it is. And Tony Bruno to say goodbye to our uh, 
our Twitch fans that are still online right now. This is this is your favorite. Am I going to make you cry by playing this? Yeah, I don't play this right now. <laughs> this it's is Tony. Uh, this is Tony. Like every time. You know who Sarah Brightman was married to, right? Robin, um, you know who she was married yes, to. Yes. Um, uh, oh my God, Cats. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Exactly right. Oh really? Yeah, she yeah. was married to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, he did the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he's done a uh -huh. lot of stuff. Well, that's what. I think he fell in love with her. When she auditioned for that, right? Something like that? She wasn't that? in Cats. She was in Phantom of the That's Opera. That's what I right? say, yeah. when Phantom. I think it was. I'm not sure, but I don't think it was Cats. No. No, she wasn't in Cats. She was in Cats Deli, though, and uh, that's where they met. And All right, people, don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. Same place, same channel. Thank you, everybody on Thank Twitch you. for watching again. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Stay positive.